0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. You know, after having been the two guards, but it certainly has paid dividends for St. John's of late. Mitchell. Curry, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at
2: that. Again. Dagger. Ooh. And the bounce to Tomenaga. The cutter corrals it and gets two on the board. Those two are in some kind of rhythm right now. Walker. Oh, the Euro step to the rim. And the first Nebraska field goal. Hoybert
1: Open for three. For the coach's side. Huge shot.
2: Now Walker on the attack. To the rim. And Young's got to be in the gap there, but a heck of a play from Derek Walker. It'll be Hart to inbound for Maryland. And Hoyberg with a steal. The coach's son with a
1: three-point lead. Coming up with the huge steal. Timed it up perfectly. Lays it in. Amazing. Huskers win it. 70-66. to 66. Nebraska. And even 500 on the year.
3: Good morning everybody. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio powered by currency. Happy President's Day to all of those who celebrate or if you're just excited about having a day off today. Uh, I think that's a uh, at least the majority of the kids in the school, the workforce, whatever you're doing today on Monday you're <laughs> like man, I have a three-day weekend. Yeah this is great. Go presidents. <laughs> right. Sorry. Go, President! Thank you for today's off, Ruru Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Georgie Washington. Oh,
0: baby. Oh, some da- of that Ruru oh, Johnson.
3: W. Yeah, Dwight D. Eisenhower. <laughs> woo! Name all. I- okay, question for you. Uh oh. How many presidents have there been in history? Thirty-nine. <laughs> I'm going to take the over. <laughs>
4: Uh, oh, yeah, that's true, because uh, <laughs> your boy was forty, was 45, right? So let's go with 46. Who's my boy? <laughs> was, wasn't the Donald? What was his tag on people had on the license plate, 44, 45? I think so there's been 46. 46 is correct. Thank nice you. Work, nice you like work.
3: how I kind of work backwards? You know what? Isn't it funny, though, how if it weren't for a certain tag, yeah, I wouldn't would, know? I wouldn't know. Because before you said that, I don't think I would have gotten. No yeah, hand. and
4: I just pulled thirty-nine out of my rear end <laughs> because you asked me so fast. But yeah, just
3: worked a little bit. You know how my brain works. But I think that's the majority of people out there, yeah. unless you're a history buff or you just know more than DB and I, which is probably true in both regards. Good,
4: good chance that that's gonna yeah. be a
3: thing. Mm-hmm. This and mm-hmm. thing, chicken wang, wing, 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 wing. How was whang, your weekend?
4: Uh, weekend. I'm was sure it wasn't busy at all. Nothing ve- happened. Very busy. Very very busy. Ah, uh, so we had we had baseball, we had state wrestling, which preoccupied my time. We had uh, an overtime high school game uh, against Bellevue West that was sensational. Millard North girls with an impressive win in a top five matchup over Bellevue West, so that was cool. Uh, Westside girls hung in there against Bellevue West the following night. Uh... And then local basketball. I'm not sure how I feel about baseball. I was talking to you about it earlier. I, did I expect only two wins out of this weekend? No. I don't think so. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to start that whole. It's opening weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's opening weekend. Yeah, but, I mean, y- you do got to find a way to probably play a little bit better. I think it was expected for Omaha to have a tough time. Uh, no on, doubt. On no their doubt. roadie. But I think he wanted to That's fare b- s- Schedule like that. Yeah. I think he wanted to fare better in San Diego. Yeah. Shane?
3: You want to be competitive in an Cali. There's an Anchorman
4: reference in there.
3: You want to be competitive in Cali. One team was. Game three for Omaha. I mean, 8-1 isn't uh, the the end of the world. I thought you were going to say game, game three two. for Nebraska getting up uh, I'm sorry, game three. Excuse me. 8-2. Um, you know, eight, eight right. Well, yeah, and game <laughs> three for Nebraska. I mean, it, we – we compare a lot to to football on this show, whether it's blowing fourth-quarter leads a, a, a good amount last year. I mean, it, it can be the same in regards to this well, game. Well, throughout the last
4: four games, you had held teams scoreless at the half
3: in football mm-hmm. and only won one of those games. Right. And so uh, to maybe tie something together with baseball here, you got to find a way to win. And, man, boy, uh, let's – Let's talk about maybe some of the adversity Nebraska had to overcome in that game. Uh, you know, a, a hit-by-pitch, um, and then it was was it a lean? Is that how it went I, down? I, I guess. A lean? Okay, we'll call that. Uh, not lean cuisine. A lean. <laughs> not lean
4: back. Pitch. A lean back. And
3: then uh, a half inning later.
4: Yep. Uh, you're in similar trouble. Similar
3: instance, and uh, let's just say – the head coach at Nebraska didn't like what he saw and didn't but like the call.
4: But here's the thing, though. At that point, and I'm sure, you know, when he talks about it, there's a certain level of frustration that has to do with some other things that help all of that bubble over. Because I think in the back of his mind, that staff, you don't expect yourself to be in that situation either. So... Like your are extra, and you're extra.
3: frustrated because your lead, your six run lead, um, started to get. Yeah, they scored on. the first
4: four innings. You know, after kind of, I wouldn't call it a dormant weekend, but I think they expected a little more, um, a little more offensive oomph until that Sunday. But
3: I, I think mean. a lot of teams wanted that. Creighton, however, did provide that at McNeese. <laughs> yeah. Um, my family was in town this weekend.
4: Yes. Yes, how I was had the parents? I how, had
3: my brother. How, how were things? The, the weekend was fantastic and uh, I, I
4: imagine and this is this was only my uh, four hours with him roughly. I would imagine your brother is a lot more cool than you are.
3: <laughs> oh, um, oh. Uh, <laughs> isn't the word cooler um, over more cool? Is that why I'm not as cool? As my I, think, I, I think the, I think I
4: think the delivery of the sentence matters. It's, it's why why
3: is he cooler than me?
4: Um he just seemed doing some good things. Yeah, that Bo. He just seemed like he was a little more uh like he could hit a changeup or a curveball a little better. <laughs> he played tennis. You know what I mean? Like he didn't he doesn't mind a little Wow, I would not have guessed that. Dad played tennis. That I knew. <laughs> uh I would not have guessed that. He did uh
3: his senior year look like a big strong guy. He played baseball his senior year.
4: So, well, he has that swing. Mm. That's my... Yeah, nice. Hey. What do you, we <laughs> tennis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> actually, actually, that was my, my whip and my nay-nay. <laughs> oh, we, we oh had boy. a We had a play. Well, I won't say well, it. But what one of what is this? One of our signals is... It it's that's mm-hmm. what it looks yeah, like, and yeah. so our offensive coordinator coach when our not our offensive coordinator coach our quarterbacks coach level when he signals it in, he'd always give it a little extra higgle, wiggle, so we would act like he was dancing. But anyway, I rapidly uh, go down that little bunny hole. But I, he just he seems like um, a little more go with the flow than me. Ouch! Is that not true? Is that is that inaccurate?
3: I feel like I'm go with the flow. He's go with the flow for sure.
4: No, it's, so it's varying degrees. It's not if you are or you aren't. Gosh, you sound like Jay. <laughs> I didn't say you were or weren't. I said he's, he seems more go with the flow. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's, not that hun- you're not. Not that you're not. 100%. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, he's, he's kind of loosey. Mm-hmm. Goosey. You know. And I saw him stir his coffee. I think independent. And it, had, it, it changed color, so I think he had some cream in there. I think independency did that to me. Yeah, because you've been on your own.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think I think my my go away from that so called so called statement mm-hmm. of being go with the flow because now it's like how much can I go with the flow? Now I have to micromanage so many different things just to be an adult. <laughs> uh, not to say, ah, you're adulting. Not to say that living at home is an issue at all, uh, but when you put on those stressors Mm -hmm. takes away some, some things, but no, they were in town. Uh, we, did you take, so I know when you went down the state, you went by yourself. They didn't
4: go with you over the weekend, right? To watch any wrestling. No. Um, we were, they take in the scenery, scenery,
3: little bit. So Mm -hmm. after we got out of the show on Friday, Joe and I played a little, little golf at the simulator. Um, did a few activities in the evening and then my parents came down on saturday and we went to my hidden gem in town you know the hidden gem in town uh oh yeah yeah yeah, okay the local spot and then after did you
4: quintuple the attendance or was it busy
3: (laughs) we did but after church it started to flow like people were just like
4: chilling on a sunday getting it in no, this was Saturday night. Okay. Saturday so after night. church, after yeah. mass.
3: Yeah. Got yeah. You. Oh, man. Could you imagine Sunday morning? <laughs> well, I, oh, listen. Bro, I don't you. know where the mimosas is <laughs> That is true. That is true. So then we came over to Hale Varsity Club, and they wanted to have, like, the full experience of what Hale Varsity Club had to offer. So we started with the charcuterie board, mm-hmm. which is the giant pretzel. We got the cheese curds, corn nuggets, and onion rings, which... Let's give credit to that kitchen staff, because they were slammed. dude. I'd completely s- Don't I tell slammed. you about their Saturday nights? Oh, it's, my goodness. I always tell a story
4: over the – it's wild, right? Because three of the last four, like, I've gotten to-go's, and so I'll stop in. And it's it's a it's circus.
3: Funny. So I, 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 the parking lot was packed. I dropped Ashley off. I said, hey, run inside. See if uh, See how long, like, the wait time is for a table. Because um, I didn't call ahead or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we found a parking spot, and Ashley calls me as I'm still in the car. and She's like, Hey, they said it's going to be about 30 minutes. And you know me, out of all things to say next, I go, It going
4: to be 30 minutes.
3: I go, They can't find a table for the guy that works here?
4: <laughs> you probably did, sure. Too, did. sure throwing sure. all 141 pounds of your weight around. Oh, here.
3: yeah. And I'm like, Well, if you had Ashley's, we have an extra 125. Um, <laughs> I'll take the under. <laughs> Uh, and uh, no joke, two minutes later, there was a table that opened up. I think it was coincidence, but I'm going to say it was me.
4: It was your stroke? It was me. So did they have, um, what did they have on? Because there was a ton going on. Was one of the TVs on state wrestling? No. Interesting. Was one of the TVs, Creighton was? Creighton was on the big screen. Yep. Okay, so we knew that. What else was on? What were they splitting oh, time with? Oh, man, I, my
3: eyes were just on Creighton. Um, and g- when I'm with my family, I don't want to... Because I, I don't get a lot of those interactions. So oh, I, I wanted, hear you. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't like, oh, i got to watch this game. I'm like, I'm going to watch this game later. Okay. Um, yeah, I got you. So I, I, had I, a cu- I
4: had a couple of things down. in the library. Yeah.
3: There oh. were a ton in my library on Sunday night. Um, but my dad... Leave it to my dad. So... We're looking at the menu, what to order. And he's like, I think I'm gonna get the Benning burger. And I'm like, oh no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) WWBD. Yeah, that's my guy. This is literally what Barry (laughs) would do. Get Damon Bennings. How
4: how was it? It looked fantastic.
3: He finished the whole thing. Yeah, I've had it. He left. He walked out of this place and goes, I shouldn't have eaten that whole burger. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, my stomach hurts. He has a lot of food on there, Dad. Yeah, that, that sounds food. familiar.
4: That, that yeah, and he, like
3: me every day when I sit down to eat.
4: And he's not a tall guy, according to to old Ruru over All here. All five nine of him, and uh, he would dwarf you, Shane. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, ouch! What? <But. laughs> So, it yeah. was a,
3: it was a, it was a good weekend. But I couldn't tell who was fanboying more. If it was him or if it were you when I was texting you about him getting your burger. Yeah, Cap- w-
4: Captain were America. you
3: fanboying more than my dad? Was he well, fanboying I just felt like fanboying? he had I just
4: felt like he had pretty good taste. Yeah, I,
3: I mean, you guys would get along.
4: I, I felt like he had pretty good taste. It was it was taste. It was such a crazy weekend like uh, emotionally. Like we cuz I didn't want to watch uh, you know, and Alvin Mitchell, uh, I've told you this before. Like, when we're at games together and Creighton's playing, we're mm-hmm. both in a dilemma. He's just being a good parent. I'm trying to watch Creighton. I'm trying to work. <laughs> right? Like,
3: And be a good parent. But, but yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, by the way. But there was so much going on because they had a 515 tip on on Saturday. And I wanted to watch the initial – finals that we're starting in it's state wrestling too so i kid you not sitting in the corner where we always sit there's three different people that have state wrestling on the four-way on their monitors so i just put my phone down and we're sneaking peeks because one of the moms her son sawyer uh wrestles he's just a he's a little guy Mm -hmm. he's a first grader but he's i think he could be really good and so his, his mom had wrestling on. So our offensive coordinator had wrestling on on his phone, and we're like, shoot, no need to watch this little two-incher. Let's,
5: let's get on the monitor,
4: right? So we were totally, unlike you, distracted trying to multitask, doing, doing 15 things. And you have to get Nebraska Public Media – on like YouTube, like you, you better put that in your library because mm-hmm. you're not finding those broadcasts again unless you order the DVD. So they make sure you get one shot at mm-hmm. it or you're ordering the DVD. <laughs> and how many people have DVD players? <laughs> hey, so I got two from the state championship. I have no idea how I'm going to watch them. I got to find an old computer or something.
3: You can get an adapter for your computer. Can I? Well, thanks for looking out. Yeah.
4: Do you know that I just found that there's a DVD player in my car and it's in the glove box? I had no idea.
3: A literal DVD player? No idea. Like a portable one? Just like like one that flips up? Like you
4: put it in. It's like in the thing.
3: So do you have a...
4: No. That's the thing. You have to get a monitor from somewhere. (laughs) I guess it's in addition to... Why would they give you the player and not the monitor? I I don't
3: know. Are you sure the monitor doesn't come out from somewhere? Well, that would from the that
4: floor. Would, that would be interesting, <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of things I don't know, apparently yeah. my vehicle too, but I it was just it was a great weekend, and then I felt like a bad parent again yesterday because my little guy had two games, but I wanted to watch Nebraska's duels mm-hmm. and then Nebraska basketball was getting ready to tip off, so I was the guy that walked next door and asked to change the television. <laughs>
3: Can you really be that guy, though, I, here in this I, state? So
4: I cased the joint for, like, 10 minutes. I I, I took my time because I didn't want to be... You around the building like you did yes, this morning? Yes, yes, <laughs> I did. I needed some fresh air. And I wanted to see, since it's trash day in our neighborhood, I wanted to see if it was going to be trash day here. So I looked to see what was in the dumpster back there.
3: You know what's great? Well, you guys wonder what I was doing. You know what's great? We <laughs> what? have a door right here that yeah, leads so to the back.
4: I took the scenic route, and I didn't even take my keys. But anyway... So I looked around and I went in the corner. You know, there's like three TVs on the end, and it was people were bowling and whatever. And I just wanted to watch television. So it was golf, uh, something to getting ready for the All Star Game. Oh, NBA. So it was on like the NBA right. channel, and then the other one was XFL. And I was like, oh no, no, no! Like I, I, I did watch xfl this weekend so did i but we're not gonna we're not doing that we're gonna ask to change this television we're gonna put the tv in the middle on the dual so and, and the guy was cool man the older guy you could tell he, he so it was just in time for me to fret and then be okay with what nebraska was doing on the mat because it was a slow start against arizona and then um
3: so you were then infatuated with uh, with Pinto.
4: I, I am. I, I was truly infatuated with Pinto. But I've been kind of telling you this. Wrestling over the last couple of years, all the things that I grew up knowing and seeing are like archaic and unconventional, or, or too conventional now. Now it's like... It's so unorthodox and so customized. That's such and to such. The person. That's such and such move, or that's what he does, or that's what she does, or that's how she. There is no. Do you ever notice too how uh, I've I've seen some th- this weekend? I mean, <laughs> just at and in, in, at the high school level, like you just you see moves that you just I'm not used to sing
3: because you yeah. see him in college that's what i was going to say do you ever notice the trickle down effect yeah. from what oh you yeah. see in college oh yeah. and then what you saw at the state tournament this weekend you know
4: and you see you, you see a lot of youth meets right you know because bud son wrestles and i was telling you about sawyer i want to i wanted to go see him the other day out at at i at iowa western and it's it, you see the trickle down effect some of these clubs it's like I wonder what my dad would see W WWE Don do. What would <laughs> WWDD be? Because I think not only would he be floored at how far women's wrestling has come, that it's a thing now, I think some of the moves and the risk-taking because of the athleticism, he'd be like, whoa. <laughs>
3: yeah, because it's not very conservative anymore. Listen,
4: but I was infatuated, infatuated with Pinto because he did it from – so it's not just the move that he pulled off, how he pulled it off. It's how from, his body moved. <laughs> it's how his body moved. And the strength that it takes from the flat back position to roll your hips without really bringing your feet with you to be strong enough in your upper body to control your opponent. I'd, I'd venture to say core, too. It was – I. I just was like, I got to see that again. So then I was looking for videos online, and I cropped every last one of them. I'm stopping that thing by the millisecond to get the picture that And then I you're wanted. walking
3: up to the TV.
4: No, that was basketball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to go close. I'm sure people were looking at me like, and I didn't say a word. My My old neighbors were in there because their son played. And so I talked to them for like four minutes. But other than that, I didn't talk to a soul. Not one person in there other than. The guy that I asked Sometimes to change the television. that's okay. I told you I did that last week. Well, I felt so bad because there's so many TVs. He had to get the remote just right. So he was putting it at like just the right angle behind the TV, to not to change the other TVs. Is he standing on one? And he had to find the right tennis. remote, too. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm only going to be in here. I'm just killing time in between these two games. I feel a little high maintenance. So then I was overly nice to him because I just I felt bad. But, yeah, man, it was a packed weekend. Packed, jam packed, and I and I was I was, I don't know, man. It, there's just a lot going on. Got you know, my buddy's son's got a chance to be a four time state champ. He's halfway there. We saw Lordson in a, in an amazing match. We'll talk to Nick Ruback, and the he's last. Shane is he 940? He is at
3: 945. That is correct. That is um, correct.
4: We got to catch up on hoops. Nebraska offering eighth graders that I've seen his whole life. Uh, so I know, I I know the family. <laughs> Can you imagine
3: showing up at school tomorrow and in, in your uh in your Nebraska hoodie or whatever? I don't know. Is it a private? Those like, no, public school. Right? Yeah, it's public. Yeah, he's had a public, public school. school, and yeah. uh, you just show up and you're like, yeah, that was me. Yeah, Nebraska offers Tori Pittman. Um, do you give donuts? Like, do you bring in like red sprinkled donuts? I mean, he's
4: been, he's been the man literally for a long time, so I'm sure he's used to it. He's a Big, strong, physically mature kid. I don't know how much. I don't know what the ceiling is. I just know
3: well, if you're getting offered in eighth grade, it's, yeah. it's looking like that's the ceiling's some, that's, pretty high. That's
4: some Fournette type stuff. <laughs> right. He's a man child out there, and uh, I and I was surprised a little bit. I wasn't surprised, but you know, I because I showed you the video early of Matt, of Coach Rule. And I said, yeah, you know, what do you what do you see in this, you know, the the, the sled picture? Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be controversial, but of course, Nebraskans make it. They make it a controversy, man. I and I, listen, I'm not again, I'm not here to tell you how to be a fan, but feel free to not have to critique everything, right? <laughs> like, can not people just like do their thing, and you're like, hey That's man, good, fun. hey man, good on you you know what i mean cuz i do think there's something and i'm not i'm dead serious like i do think there's something to conditioning your body to handle the elements i do in this state in particular L- like there's just something to be said for we didn't in in it, my previous stop was the same way with with coach martin when we're outside we're outside and we know that if you want to play in november you need to be able to play outside and at some point, you've got to condition yourself for the elements. But Nebraska couldn't even pull that off without,
3: without people <laughs> critiquing it. Oh, as TB said, lots happening uh, or did happen this weekend. I mean, the Daytona 500 took place. Did that kind of fall under people's radar? I don't Dude, know. How I didn't know Lightning McQueen races. had
4: lost 199
3: starts before he won that one. That happens. The Genesis Invitational was was something, too. And uh, we'll get into a talking point there as well. Plenty more to get to. Ronald, stay right there.
1: Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
3: Hey, welcome back to the show, 888-638-4876. If you'd like to get involved, it's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency 590 ESPN Omaha. We are KFOR from 9 to 10 in Lincoln, live on YouTube, live on Twitter. Everything turns into a song for Damon Benning, who is sitting to my left in the chair. Both of us wearing OMavs gear. Oddly enough, we did not call each other or talk to each other prior to. No sir. Uh, it is funny though because Friday you wore Nebraska gear and you're like, man, I don't normally wear Husker gear, and now uh, today. You're you're repping Omaha, so tomorrow's got to be Creighton, right?
4: So I do have I do have some Creighton gear. I got a great quarter zip. Um, it doesn't fit the way that I want it to, so I'm a little reluctant. I got a nice I got a couple nice t shirts, and I had a nice shoe delivery. From this weekend,
3: shoe fly don't buy courtesy me.
4: Courtesy of Creighton, so enhance my shoe game quite a bit. I don't know like what I'm gonna wear them with, but
3: are they fire? They're probably fire.
4: Unreal, unreal, Un- unreal. <laughs> like <laughs> like so, like the best
3: pie he's ever eaten. Yeah, unreal. Uh, it probably wouldn't
4: be a pie though. It'd have to be like a steak or lamb chops or something like that.
3: It was just an example, but okay. Maybe
4: Casey Tomanaga.
3: <laughs> Maybe Is, Derek Walker. Yeah, that, Maybe those uniforms. That's one heck of a pie, So tell you.
4: I, can't, I asked last year, and I can't remember what my answer was, but are they auctioning those off, do you think? Or what those are they jerseys? doing with those, those jerseys?
3: <laughs> um, they should. It would be a shame if they just packed them in a closet. And
4: waited until next February? Right. Yeah, I'm with you.
3: But... Can you imagine what you can get for something like no, that? The, Especially I, now at this stage. The, think about the marketing move. It, with how successful this team has been in this month and the back end uh, of last, you could get a lot of money for those yeah, so, right
4: now. So I was, Sell them now. I was leaving basketball yesterday, and another guy was watching. And he basically was like, man, can you imagine if they had just two more wins? We'd be talking about should they get in, and I in my head, you know me, (laughs) Mister Mister Pragmatic. I was like, I don't know about two, but I get the point, right? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Uh, But I. So I mean, be honest. When it got when Maryland went on the run. And they took the lead. What was it like? Forty-one thirty, forty-two thirty-four, something like that. They go up six or seven. It's always how it
3: goes, right? Didn't this you, were you
4: like, man? They just blew that lead. This is a heck of well, a run. Well, I thought that this when is it was NC like State, North Carolina. They're going to kick them off the bubble right. with that run. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska was just having none of it. They have fight, man.
6: They have like,
4: fight. and I don't. It's weird how they do it because you only turn Maryland – they turned them over 12 times. They shot like they were terrible shooting the basketball, and they just found a way to win. Like it, it, Again, a perfect illustration of why you don't just look at the box score. If you see that Nebraska only made three threes. 18.8%. And, and Kese Tomanaga was your leading scorer. Tomanaga. There's Tomanaga. You probably think, Oh man, Nebraska they didn't win. Well, Walker actually dropped twenty-three. Yeah. And well and, and, and that's well what I'm saying is is when the player that has been the hottest player for you. Right. And you have kind of made Wiltshire had gotten it going shooting the basketball. If you look and you see only three of sixteen from three, you don't think Nebraska won. No. Let alone in overtime. And that's the second gutty. Gritty OT performance in 10 days, where you're like, uh, we may have something here.
3: I may side with your guy, too, who said, hey, you know, two more wins, we may be talking about something special. So, two
4: more wins would put them at 16 and 12, right? Because they're 500 right now. And Sam McEwen is safe as a kitten. 16 and 14. No, two more wins with the schedule that they played. So, it still has to be Got of it. the 28 games. Got so, it. I'm just saying 16 and 12. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but I still think you're right. If 16 and 14, you're for sure having a conversation. Six, or 16 and 12, you're for sure having a conversation. When you talk about
3: hot teams, hot teams that play spoiler, which is what this team's doing right now, John Rothstein said it. Said it. I know you guys aren't the biggest Rothstein. Fans. I like
4: Rothstein. I, I think I, I think the fans, I think basketball fans. So you know what it is, and he embraces it. He made it a shtick. John Rothstein used to pump out news like breaking news, and he would never cite sources. And people used to drive him crazy Mm -hmm. because his accuracy was just okay. And so then he made it kind of a thing: sources said, and he would not cite sources. And so then I think fans just kind of started to get on him a little bit about it. But I like his creativity. I think it's hilarious.
3: Uh, but he said last week Pinnacle Bank Arena was where Big Ten bubble teams went to die. And then he said this week is where teams in the NCAA tournament picture go to die. Um, and, you know, if you looked at this Nebraska team with how well they're playing right now, this is how, if you could make them an honorary team into March Madness, they would upset some people. That's wow. like th- – that is this team. They would be a so-called 12 or 13 seed that would beat the four. Yeah. That would beat the five.
4: I, yeah, I don't know about that, but listen, I'm riding this wave. Hey,
3: but I, since you can't do that, since you can't be the honorary <laughs> team, how about you just win the big 10?
5: Hey, that's not, that's not how it works, is it? Right?
3: And is, then how it works, right? You just uh, you oh, get in by winning sure. your conference. You know, they've been, they've been hearing this for the past two months. and, 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 and Right off. Yeah. Showing no attention. And when I say showing no attention, like, you know, the fan base isn't like totally engaged with the product of basketball. It's more, hey, what are we doing with Hoiberg? Oh, man, what a season this could have been. And the team reacted with belief. They reacted with hope. They reacted with response. And they reacted with buyback. Dude. And who would have. And I
4: remember a couple weeks ago, you were so mad. Over the disrespect for a Coach Guard at Wisconsin, <laughs> you're like it's two Big Ten titles and blah blah blah. Would you have thought, though? Real talk, Nebraska would only be trailing Wisconsin by a game in the Big Ten. Nope, not one bit. It's unbelievable. Not one bit. And it's and a, and a couple of those. It's 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 always. I'm telling you, it's a heck of a coaching. It's a heck of a coaching moment. It's not just coach speak when you say if to stay in the moment and maximize. Because you know what happens typically at the end of the season when you have some regret? If we only would have. Man, could we go back and get. So what you have to do is when you're in that moment, make sure that you're not saying that to yourself at the end of the season. Because <laughs> Nebraska would like to go back and get a couple. And you're, if you're talking about literally a two-game swing, imagine from 14 and 14 to 16 and 12. Now you're you're having some serious debates because Nebraska men's basketball is doing everything that, unfortunately, and she's one of my favorites, Nebraska women's basketball hasn't been able to do, and that's overcome mm-hmm. injury and get timely wins. And so they're they're trending in the in the wrong in a, direction
3: in a tough. Hefty Big Ten.
4: Man, listen, that is big-time basketball. That is a great women's basketball conference. And how fast, and maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment, so tell me if I'm wrong, how fast has Iowa become public enemy number one across the board? I get the football thing, but even that was a slow burn. See, you weren't here yet, and it infuriated me that Nebraska would not embrace the fact that Iowa hated their guts. And I would tell these guys, it, this was probably 13, 12, 13, 14, and I'd talk to these guys, Brandon Riley, and I'm like, you realize Iowa fans hate Nebraska. And you, you better figure out a way to embrace this rivalry because they enjoy kicking your teeth in. Fast forward seven eight years later the back and forth between nebraska and iowa are ridiculous and just yesterday poor doc we may have to get scott docterman this week (laughs) kind of an innocuous tweet hey caitlin clark's on the road nebraska fans travel 8900 more than their normal attendance and Boom, Nebraska fans clap back. Hey, we've been pointing this game all year. This was the Mm -hmm. big game. Like, Mm -hmm. don't get it twisted. It's not just about Caitlin. I'm like,
3: this is like genuine. Do you you still think that she won't be player of the year? I don't know. It's going to be close. She's winning player of the year.
4: Bro, you got a supernova, though. And her stats, they may be – they're not – they're on par the problem right. with Caitlin, the not the problem I with trying where you're going. to Go ahead. dethrone Caitlin clark she's got a national audience that's
3: what it is the popularity status <laughs> and, of Caitlin and clark and is she going to plays win a
4: Award. in a in a better conference the logo though <laughs> just pulling up from the logo because she can oh how about how she like the fan base, though yeah, she's
3: <laughs> she's in running into she the corner, embraces the that, rivalry. Yeah, random of. Mike, hang out on the line. We'll get to you next.
1: coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: And that's really the offense and what it's centered around is trying to free up Tominaga for threes because
1: the attention he attracts just like this right off cue can create opportunities
2: for others, but his movement without the ball, Kevin, is as good as you'll see in college basketball right now his skill setting up a television conversation excellent as well with that break <laughs> right exactly. it's like really do appreciate that
3: That's the man they call the Japanese Steph Curry, Kese Tomanaga, Shooting from the logo, as we talked about, like Caitlin Clark kind of does for Iowa. You heard from Nick Baugh and Kevin Kugler. They were on the call for that game. And as we finish up our thoughts on Nebraska basketball, let's go to line one. We'll talk to random Mike, who believes Nebraska's going to the NIT. Very very well Mike, could. good morning.
6: Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, NIT for the men. And the women is a really good thing. But the question I have for you guys is: the plus-minus stat in basketball is that available to us fans?
4: Um, I'm not sure. So sometimes it is, Mike. Like ESPN will sometimes do it. But you're right; we do. So I think people in the media get it from our stat we broadcast. From box scores. From the stat broadcast uh, app. What does that mean, the stat broadcast? So it's a so if you have games, like let's say I'm getting ready to do a broadcast, you can log into what's called stat broadcast. It's like the national app that um the colleges use and they use it for all the sports. So even when I'm doing like CWS or um you know, basketball or football, like that stat app is available. So they do all the sports. Like I should send you the link. Well, I'm talking uh-huh. to... And, yeah, they, all, and they, oh, they they always do plus minus. They do sub in, sub out, innings played, innings pitched. Like it's really really thorough. So it's not like well, a Matt
6: norm- Co Cote, said he said he's, uh, that it's available to fans and him. And uh, and I know uh, uh, like Kent Valica after a game would mention the, the plus minus that for different players. Yeah. And they don't publish that. In the stats that Nebraska fans get on the website, yeah, that's uh, a that's a great question,
4: do? Mike. It's because both those guys, Cotney and, and KP, they use Stat Broadcast and Stat
6: Broadcast. Yeah, can, is can it, you use your? Go ahead. Can you use your influence to have them publish that with the stat line in the box score? Because a, a lot of people do. I know the NBA does that. Uh, but here's my point about the Nebraska, uh, the men's game. Those two reserves, uh, Keita and uh, Fred's kid Sammy, we don't win the game without those guys, yeah. and they're plus-minus that had to be really good, don't you think? Yeah, oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah, because Sam th- was
3: five that game, and Keita was actually minus one, but S- that's S- relatively okay. S- S- Mike, you're
4: the perfect guy to ask, because I feel like I talk about plus-minus all the time, and I always say, I always preface this, Mike, and I say, oh, I know plus-minus isn't the end-all, be-all, because... um. It's interesting. Sometimes it matters who you're on the floor with right? No, when, you, when you're out there. So how important do you think plus minus is? Because I go back and forth, but it does mean something.
6: No, it, it's like a lot of things. It's not perfect, but it's a good thing.
4: So w- let me ask you something because i got to ask Mike this because he ahead. follows women's basketball close too. How much of what we saw with the crowd and Coach Williams and, you know, kind of her imploring the fans and she, they, Nebraska was building to this all year versus the Caitlin Clark being in the building distinction did you make? Right? I I was talking about Docterman's tweet. And he's like, you know, Nebraska, 8,900 over attendance. And I was like, eh, yes and no. they They've been wanting to build up to this game forever and – Caitlin Clark did happen to be in the building. But all the autograph seekers didn't help my argument.
6: <laughs> yeah, and how many Iowa fans I think a lot of Iowa fans did not come dressed in Iowa gear. See, it
4: didn't look like it. Like they had their little corner and then the smattering, but wouldn't you think that
6: they I were think there not? were more of them there than we than we know. Yeah. Because I if you're an Iowa fan, if you're an Iowa fan this is a very special Iowa team, and she's a generational player. You would come to Nebraska to watch.
4: I, I I'd probably agree with that. What do you think? Can I ask you one more question, Mike? Since you're in the know all the Absolutely. time, what about why do you think Nebraska men's basketball is was able is able to overcome the injury situation quicker or easier than the women's team? Just the depth. That's a great
6: question. That's a great question, yeah. And Widener, I don't think you can underestimate how important she was to the team, don't you think?
4: Yeah, I listened to her. You know, I, you know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big Connor guy. I went back and listened to that interview. And, and uh, her explaining all the things that Widener does, I was like, oh, it's a pretty extensive checklist. It, yeah, and she's the best athlete on the team. H- how do you feel about the net rankings? Accurate or no?
6: Yeah, like that's beyond my pay grade. I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, let me tell you about Iowa fans. Okay. Let me tell you about Iowa fans. I deal with them all the time. And, and I was double agent <laughs> because when uh, Mike Gassell went to Iowa. I you was used to call me about fan. Mike Gassell. Do you remember those days? Look, when he went to Iowa, and the same thing with Leah Brown at Michigan. These are my favorite players. So when they didn't go to Nebraska or left Nebraska, I was still rooting for him, And guess what? I started rooting for their team. Mm-hmm. And I was rooting for Iowa then, and I became close to them, and I realized we don't like Iowa. They hate Nebraska. There's a difference.
4: Isn't that it? So I was just telling Andrew that. Do you think now, though, Mike, Nebraska fans have embraced the fact that they really just don't like us? I, I think we thought we were kind of too cool to like get in the weeds, but it's personal.
6: Oh, definitely. And uh, I, I'm a little disappointed that For example, the the volleyball player, Mendelssohn, I thought she would be more of a factor at this point because I think her best game was her first game.
4: Yeah, and and I'm not sure what's going on behind the scenes, but that versatility, because didn't you think coming out she was going to be a better basketball player than a a volleyball player? Did you think volleyball over basketball?
6: Yeah, I, I honestly had no idea, but I love the fact that she's going for both. And let me tell you what my dream was, and then, then I'll go. Okay. <laughs> we talked about Cam Kozal and his tremendous talent. My dream was he would go to Nebraska and do what Schwellenbach did on the baseball team and also play quarterback, and uh, it would that would be fantastic.
4: Mike, you're the best. Call us anytime, buddy. Love you. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks, Mike. He's hey, amazing. Going back to your
3: first point, I- I'm on the side of plus-minus mattering. So do you know what? Full disclosure, go.
4: Because you're a hockey guy, so we can have this conversation. That's why plus minus matters. To but
3: it's gotten antiquated me. in hockey. Right. And, you know, I actually got into it with a, a former hockey time about plus minus. Yeah. Plus
4: minus in hockey has kind of turned into what RPI is in basketball. A little it's, bit. It used to be the end all be mm-hmm. all. Now, the way the game is played transitionally and two way, I'm like, uh. I still
3: die on the hill, though, of, you know, especially in hockey it's a total team game out there. Everybody has to be moving. You know, the, the you have to be doing the right thing. You have to be in the right yeah, spot. Yeah, but what if you you're get caught to... in, like, the
4: middle of shifts?
3: It Matt, like, who you're on so, the ice with. So that's a little bit different when, you, when you're talking about, hey, line changing. Oh, you know, I'll pass up, you know, up the ice, breakaway goal. Okay, well, you can't really handle that. Yeah, you get attributed with a minus on your stat. But all in all, more times than not, you see goals taking place on PKs. You see goals taking place on five-on-five play. There aren't all those runs anymore. I haven't seen, at least this year in particular, I have not seen a lot of runs where a line change has caused you to get a minus on the box score. So,
4: so what about this? Like, so, you know, uh, Jash Shelley and, and Alexi- Markowski stay on the floor. You step three out, Hybe gets a blow. Mm-hmm. Iowa goes, you're in the fourth quarter. Iowa goes on a, you know, a 10-1 run. Right. You're going to get – that's a minus nine in terms of plus, minus right. with time on the floor. But it's not necessarily indicative of how you as an individual were playing. No, it's the team. It's right. a team stat. So, and, that's, and that's why I like it. But to Mike's point, when you talk plus, minus and use individual players, you it can't – It can go both ways, but you Mm -hmm. have to get inside the numbers because what you're saying is actually what I'm arguing the other way. When you want to validate
3: just one guy, right, right, I'm with you or gal, yeah, I'm with you because
4: it's 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 hard to. But it also
3: shows how that one player plays with the
4: team on the floor. Yeah, well, I was you know, for instance, I'm an NBA guy, right? Always in the NBA. Second group comes in, one starter stays on the floor. The other night it was LeBron. LeBron stays in the game. He's got he's got four guys on the bench from the bench. They're playing Portland. Uh Portland subs as well. Lillard takes a blow. LeBron goes like plus seven. Something like that. Uh against Rip City. And I was like, see, that's why I don't really love plus minus like he was clearly the best player on the floor he's playing against the second unit from portland and he gets the he's the beneficiary of just a fortuitous situation now that's an isolated example but it happens all the time i used to always watch it early on with sharif because defensively he found a way to change the game there's a couple guys on the high school level where I'll be talking to guys, and I'll say, you know what? He can't guard anybody, so he'll never have a good plus-minus. So I'll say that in passing knowing that it has value. I just don't know to what degree. You, you know, I, I know it matters because I watched a guy go to the bench in a, in a high school game this weekend, and the opposing team went on an 11-1 run. There's still four
3: of the starters out on the floor, but they closed the half with an 11-1 run. Well, if you pull Kalkbrenner off the floor for Creighton, how many times does a team go on a run down low?
4: So I had a fantastic conversation with one of the guys that runs uh, a couple of facilities this weekend, and we were talking about Kalkbrenner, and he was asking me about him coming back and – Kind of what I thought and his importance, and I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm talking to Andrew Rogers." <laughs> I seriously think I'm talking to Were you just to
3: talking to Andrew? <laughs> was, is he here?
4: Dude, you guys sounded the exact same. He said, "Would well, you talk about what he means on the court on both ends. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, my God, it's Andrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Andrew Rogers."
3: <laughs> hey, lots still to come. Uh, but up next, we're talking to Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. He's on deck.
4: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Here is the sports editor for the Omaha World Herald, Sam McEwen. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Sam McEwen. Ah, you know, we're
0: going to throw the ball, and you just stand back and throw it where you want to go. You
1: know, that kind of thing. Sam McEwen. Are you guys going? Um, sure. Now, Sam McEwen.
3: Top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, happy to have you with us. On this President's Day, and uh, happy to have Sam McEwen on as we do every Monday. Uh, he is the sports editor and Nebraska columnist for the Omaha World Herald and Husker Extra. Sam, good morning.
2: Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, hey,
3: Sam. We are good feeling morning. good on this Monday morning, or at least I think we are. Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> uh, Sam, busy weekend just all around. Uh, what what got your attention most from this weekend?
2: Oh, last night. Uh that was that was a lot of that was a lot of fun for people who were there. Um, including me. I think uh that was that was a that was a big big win for Nebraska. I, I, I thought that, that that one and the Michigan State one um were gonna be tough and, and they were able to pick that one up last night. I think they played uh really hard down the stretch. And you know, I think the crowd got to Maryland a little bit. Um, it was a great crowd, and so yeah, absolutely. That was the that was the moment um, that that I think was memorable from the weekend, and and it's it's fun to have a team winning some games. You know, that's not something that Nebraska athletics has consistently done in the new year, and so it's 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 a surprise that it's the men's basketball team, and it's a pleasant one.
4: Hey Sam, I know. Listen, I I don't need to further validate the excellence that you've done at your job but again a couple weeks ago you did say 14 was the number and i said 14 and 16 that would be amazing sam they're currently 14 and 14 with a few to go Mm -hmm. they they exceed what i thought at the time was lofty as i do think a lot of our listeners did when you calmly said it so I given that, even you have to be the surprised that they're at fourteen with some room to go.
2: I am. Yeah. I, I uh I thought they would, would lose yesterday. I I did. I, I think Maryland's a tough matchup for for some of the reasons that materialized during the game. Um but Nebraska played really well. I mean they played great defense in the first half. I, I think Maryland was a little hesitant or confused. I'm not sure what they, what was going on in the first half of that game, but but when they kind of caught you know fire and then they had that run, I'm like, well, this is probably it. This is a game where Nebraska falls, you know, four to six points short, um, plays hard but doesn't win. But at the end of the game, Nebraska found a way. And they they rallied. They made a couple of plays late. Um, you know, Walker got to the hoop. And Maryland settled for a bad shot at the end. I, You know, I, I'm not sure why they did, but they did. And then in overtime, you know, once Casey hit that three, I thought it was going to be hard for – I thought it was going to be really hard for Nebraska to, to lose. And, uh, you know, then Sam made that play, and and here we go. They So they have kind of a week off, and now they play Minnesota on Saturday. They should win. Although watch that game. It's not going to be easy as people think. Minnesota's got some talent. And then the big one is Michigan State. And if they win that one, they got a real shot at the NIT. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
3: Sam, what from what could have been to what can still be, what do you think has been the biggest motivating force for this group down the stretch of the season?
2: Casey, making threes. Um, this is a team that I think really needed somebody to make some shots. They just needed some good things to happen on offense because they had played so hard on defense and then they lost their their two best defensive players case they making i think has been the has been the difference he scored 30 against penn state when they're down 17 against wisconsin he hits two threes in a row to get it to 11 and since then he's been you know, pretty unstoppable so maryland did a great job of defending him yesterday by the way they they did a terrific job that's a great defensive team and they got a chance to go to the Sweet 16. Maryland does because they play defense. Mm. Uh, but you know, K. A. is uh, that's the reason. I mean, you know, and and, and I don't want to I don't want to diminish anyone else's contribution. Sam hoyberg has been great. Blaze Keita has been great. But if you're talking about the primary thing, it's him. You know, it's it's making three point shots. It's how about Derek Walker cutting, it, down it, exactly. think, about cutting
4: down on those careless turnovers? Because I think how about D. Walk kind of cutting down on those careless turnovers like i don't want to undersell the fact he's taking a little bit better care of the basketball these last handful of games too and i and i that along with Tomanaga's emergence and kind of basketball iq because he's gotten more two-point field goals which i think is a testament to how they're training but walker's taking better care of the basketball too
2: he is Sam's playing better greezel uh, you know, he's controlling the game more.
4: Steady Eddie.
2: Controlling the pace of the game. Um, they're doing a good job of getting him in back down situations where he can either go to the, go to the hoop or he can uh, distribute out of that. Um, he's gotten a couple of transition baskets in each game where he beats the other team down the floor uh, for, you know, two or four easy points. Derek's played well. Um, certainly Derek is, is, is the best player on the team. Uh, perhaps by some margin, uh, and he had an incredible game yesterday. Um, so credit to him, and, and you know he's been he's been good all season long, and, and in a very difficult role where he has to not only play post defense against pretty good posts, including the guy yesterday, uh, but he also has to be sort of the offensive initiator. So no question, Derek Walker is the best player on the team. Um, what Casey has been able to do has opened up some of those cutting lanes. So now they can't just leave him out there. Uh, you know, they got to go guard him. And the minute they have to go guard him 26 feet out on the floor, he can get behind people. And we've seen that now. You know, and he gets to the rim, and he has worked and worked and worked on making those shots because you don't make those shots by accident. And so, so he's really good around the rim.
4: Sam, so let me ask you something, because kind of even in passing over the last couple of weeks, um, We've talked Illinois. We've talked the prowess of Indiana. We've talked about Michigan State has Izzo. You just referenced Maryland as a potential Sweet 16 caliber team. We know about Purdue and their quad one wins. I'm on this other little team out there in Evanston. I've kind of said this for about three or four NW. weeks. Pre-co- pre the COVID break, I said to Andrew, I said, I think Northwestern is pretty good. I wasn't sure why. I'm still not sure why. I just know they are. What are we missing with Northwestern? Or do you believe? Well, they've got a... Yeah, I mean, I I think... They're second in the Big Ten. I I think they're 20-7. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They they definitely can win a couple games in the NCAA tournament. I think one is probably the appropriate estimate. Um, well, anytime you got two guards who are as good as those two guys are,
4: Adige and Bowie,
2: you can't. Yeah, and you can't. Dude, Barry's pretty good you know, too. Both of them can score, and both of them can isolate and late in the shot clock and make plays. Um, I think they've got a good chemistry and cohesion. Again, this is going to sound odd, but they don't have to worry about Pete Vance getting his shots.
4: <laughs> no, I um, do. Okay. uh, You know, yeah, like
2: it's (laughs) so there's so there's there's something to be said for for pairing yourself down to who you need to be, you know, and sometimes you can have too many guys or you can you can be too worried about getting somebody going. Um, I think one of the great things about Nebraska's current team is they don't really care who scores, you know, they're they're willing to let case do that, Um, but they also don't care, you know. Uh, and I think at Northwestern, they've got two scores and the other guys are content to just do whatever the hell they have to do to win, which I think is, is helpful. Um, Maryland may have one too many scores. That may be part of their issue is they're always trying to figure out who the, who to throw the ball to. Um, Indiana similarly is, you know, has a definition. I mean, they know who they're going to go, who's getting the ball late in the shot clock and, and trace Jackson Davis and so I like teams that have clear definition as to who's going to get the ball and who's going to be counted upon, and I think Northwestern has that. You know, conversely, the Nebraska women, again, that's a team that probably needs to be driven by one player. Yes, And that player is very unselfish, yeah. And, and you know, there's times when it would be much better off if they had one fewer score on the floor, and they were just required to rely on her. And if she didn't make a shot, go get a rebound. But I think sometimes they're so, who should get the ball in this position? That in some ways you end up launching up a bunch of shots that don't go in.
4: This is crazy. A month ago, this was in December, so it was longer than that. Um, Andrew and I argued, debated over whether she would embrace the scorer's role. Because it's just not in her disposition, Mm -hmm. even though she can score the basketball. Like, I just don't think that's as easy a button to hit as people think. Especially and I, you're not used to it. And maybe I'm a little biased because I want that in my own house. You know, I want him to score more. It's just not in his temperament. I, I just don't think it's that easy for her, Sam.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, like I haven't covered the team in depth this year. Um, so I don't want to, you know, over what my analysis is, obviously they've lost a bunch of games in a row and that's concerning to a bunch of people. But I think uh, it's just, and this has kind of been true of a lot of Amy's teams, like they just have, they're trying to set up so many different players, it seems like sometimes that, again, you don't necessarily have a clear identity. They want to get the ball in the post. They want to get the ball up the floor. They want to try to score in there. Then they want to try to hit threes outside. Um, sometimes I feel like they try too hard to get the ball into the post. Uh, more screening, more driving would be good. It didn't necessarily have to be Jazz, but um, I just think it's uh, – when you watch that team, you Shelly's had some incredible scoring games this year, and they've almost been – well, she hit some threes, and she happened to catch a pass and hit a bunch of threes in a row. Like, it's not – in the, it's not in the, it's not like Caitlin Clark. And Caitlin Clark isn't, it is a good score, but she's not as efficient as people think she is. But what she's really good at is being really consistent at being exactly who she is. And so she hits a couple of those long threes and all of a sudden people come out and then she goes and she distributes to her teammates. And so what Iowa's done is they've defined their team as Caitlin's going to go score, she's going to miss some shots. But she's going to make some shots, and then she's going, to, she's going to have 10 assists off of that, and then her teammates are going to complement and supplement that. Mm. And that's a good identity for that team to have. When Caitlin goes to the WNBA, she's going to average about 17 points a game. That she's not, nobody, nobody in the WNBA is going to let her shoot 30 times a game. That's not going to happen. But in college, it's a really good identity for that team to have, even if she's a little bit inefficient, because they understand who they're playing through at all times. And it works for Iowa. And and I think there are just times when, you know, what you'd love to see at Nebraska is something very similar with Jazz. Not that she would shoot it 22 times a game, but that they would just say, hey, this is our best player, everything's going to go through her, and whatever happens off of that is whatever happens. But we're going to have a clear identity when we go out on the floor and everybody's going to work around that.
3: Sam, it's funny that you bring up Caitlin Clark in that Ooh. regard with the WNBA because DB and I off-air just oh, had that, I mean, conversation just, just got into that about plus-minus and how the WNBA <laughs> would look a lot different uh, than, uh, than our college game. But, you know, I, I want to ask you this because we talk – all year long about how Piscataway is the place that basketball teams go to die. When you go to play Rutgers, it's like it's not going to go well. But this past month, you can say the same thing about Pinnacle Bank Arena. And you know what's crazy, too, is you look at a, a 500 or below Nebraska football team and you're going to get the support. But you don't always look at a 500 Nebraska basketball team and think that they are just going to pack I'm that place and make it a yeah. dangerous place to play. What about like this fan base and, and this team in coordination with one another is making Pinnacle Bank this place for teams to go to die right now? They're just dying for a winner. Well, it's, it's not an easy place to
2: play. Um, it's, it's a pretty well-conceived con- arena, at least from a noise standpoint. Um, there's other things <laughs> that are imperfect, but but it's very well conceived to watch a basketball game once you get to your seat. And Nebraska fans have always been really supportive and really loyal to that basketball program. People want to, the team to be very good. They you know they used to be able to get ten thousand fans at Devaney back when it was rough. I mean Devaney now is pretty darn nice. You go back you know. 12 years and it was not nice it was it was cobwebs on the doors and all kinds of stuff so um, they've always been supportive of the program I think there's a lot of basketball fans in the state uh, there's a lot of baseball fans in the state too um, so I think I think people want to and then of course hey it's the power of a weekend afternoon it's it's not Sunday at six it's it's not Monday at eight It's it's uh, you know Saturday. Uh, last against Wisconsin, and then it was uh, you know Sunday at four. We knew there was going to be a big crowd in there because you know people either had their their late lunch or their early dinner, and then they came to town. So it was a lot of fun. It was a good crowd. You know, I I haven't been to every Nebraska men's basketball game since No Sit Sunday, but I'd say that was a top seven crowd since No Sit Sunday. And other people might correct me, but I think that it was up there. And, and when Matt Rule did the fist pump right before. Um, Maryland's final possession of regulation, he, they put him on the camera, and, and he, he apparently knew it was on him. And he kind of came forward with one of these let's go, and the fans really lost it. I mean, it was that was the loudest crowd, that was the loudest cheer of the game. And it helped that final possession. I think, it, you know, Jameer Young is a great player. Man, he's great. Um, but he got a little disoriented, I think. And, and, and so as a result, it was a little bit of a, uh, a, an advantage. Yeah, it's a great crowd, and and it was a good crowd yesterday. That was a that was a fun one. Um, one of the better crowds I've seen since No Sit Sunday for sure.
4: Hey Sam, let me ask you something. How do you booey?
2: Um, <laughs> no,
4: boo <no>, no, booey? <laughs> yeah. How do you boo <laughs> booey? Like when you're covering stories, and sometimes you have intimate knowledge. Either you've either watched or spent time or talked to people that know, and then you see th- things covered nationally from an attention standpoint. <laughs> How do you balance, kind of, what you know and what you think versus what the perception of the story is? Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm asking. Like, yeah, it does. Like, how do you how do you balance that? Do you just not talk about it as much? Do you get into the fray? Do you say, "Hey, that's a cool story," but like, how does Sam McEwen handle the reality versus perception in coverage?
2: It probably deter- depends on the story, you know, and, and so like it. But there are circumstances where the national media will have its own perspective, and that's not necessarily always wrong or completely wrong. Like I think there's times when you know the impression that has been gathered is pretty accurate. Um, you know, I think I think most of the. Impression from the Nebraska football era under Scott Frost is boy, that thing went bad. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> so, you know, there's moments like that. I, I, I think sometimes you're just you're going to have some stories where um, they're going to sensationalize it or hyperbolize it, or they're going to create what we call binaries, right? So this idea that it's oh yeah, yeah. You're, it's either yes or no, it's either a hundred percent this or a zero percent this. It's either greater than or lesser than, and that's going to sort of define the story. Um, and that you know, that usually there's there's a lot more nuance to most stories than that. Like I I could I could offer you know nuances to why Nebraska football struggled under Scott Frost that maybe isn't as simple as you know the Golden Boy failed. Um, you know, I would probably add. Well, you know, not everybody felt the same way about Scott when he came back so most of the people did, but not everybody. And there were weaknesses there when he came in, like all those things that you can do. But um, you try to you try to be balanced in your in your approach, and simultaneously, you know, there can be times when when you overdo it, like when it's like, yeah, you know what? The the, the general arc of the story, it probably is. or less what it is and you can get into all of the details and and you probably end up at the same place as the as the general conclusion um there could be situations like with elections where people are like well let's drill down into this very specific detail in in this in this quadrant of a precinct and then you zoom back out and you say well they won because of uh this group you know because of this and they won by nine points so at the end of the day, a lot of that didn't matter. Like, and, it, and it's generally true.
3: Sam, roster creation and player development, X's and O's, and culture. That's the blueprint of Rule's focus. How would you rank those uh, in terms of importance or priority?
2: Well, Matt Rule kind of laid them out. I, I'll,
3: I'll, the
2: sense I got from him is that culture and player development and roster creation were 1 and 1A, one and then the X's and O's were a little bit behind them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, not not that the not that schematics aren't important, but that uh, you have to find, you've got to get good players. Then you have to create a system that develops them. And we got a lot out of the interview with Rule. I will, uh, I'll go more into depth at some point about how he talked about Baylor and Texas and what he thought he needed to do at Baylor in the short time that he was there to have them be competitive with Texas and the kinds of players they recruited versus the kinds of players that Texas got and why they thought over the course of two or three years they could make up the gap. And a lot of that has to do with development, not recruiting. Um, Recruiting is acquisition of talent. Development is improvement. And they've got a system that they think works, to develop players not only, uh, you know, their physical skill set, but their ability to perform when it really matters. And I think that's that's really important to him. Um, Those are the two most important things. And then you have X's and O's, and of course those are great, but I think Nebraska's going to run kind of a pro-style offense that, you know, at times will look really cool and at times will be frustrating to Husker fans. I I don't know if it'll be a full-on pro-style, but, now they're going to do some stuff and you're going to be like, why are they doing that? You know, it, it, you're you're not going to think that you're watching Andy Reid.
4: Hey, Sam, let me get you out of here on this. this. This is on the heels of the winter conditioning video and the snow. And listen, uh, full disclosure, this is a former player and a coach and just a, a general uh, football fan, right? I wouldn't want to be out there. I know that that's tough. That's a tough workout. I also know that there's something to getting acclimated to conditions, where your body has to become accustomed to it. Remember, we were the famed teams that couldn't wear sleeves, right? So I appreciate. Yeah. That. I, I really appreciate the ability to to function in the elements and and build camaraderie. Why can't we have nice things in the off season though? Right? Like if we know that these videos are coming, do we just? Is it just human nature to feel compelled to have to comment or? why can't we have nice things <laughs> um,
2: well it's social media today I mean that's that's what's happened
4: I hate always asking you the levity culture. questions but sometimes I just
2: need to know that I'm not crazy <laughs> well no it's, it's social media today and it's that's what's happened in our culture the last seven to eight years um, now it's not entirely bad like I think for the first time in, I don't know, human history, we have a better sense of how many, many individuals feel, and we never would have known that before because they didn't own a printing press. And so we know some things about people now, and that's okay. And, like, you know, I think what we've learned, and it's, it's tricky to, to navigate, is the full range of people's thoughts and, thoughts and feelings on a variety of things related to Nebraska football. Matt Rule is actually attuned to those things. He's, he's talked about how you know sensitive he, he, he understands the players are now and the kinds of stuff they have to deal with. And I know there was at least one former Husker that was making a, a comment about those workouts on, on Twitter. <laughs> um, but I think it was just based on trying to be competitive and trying to have fun. Like, I don't know that it was – I don't know that they were out there for two hours. I think they're just trying to get the heart going and trying to have a little bit of fun and then move on with the day. I, You know, I think what Nebraska is trying to do is create a competitive culture of, of kids that, that know how to that, – that keep track of winning and losing at all times. And that's something that I think Nebraska needs to think about doing because they haven't won very much.
3: Sam, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. We'll talk again next week.
7: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
3: Hey, welcome back eight 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 six three eight four eight seven six. If you'd like to get involved in the show, it's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Uh, you know, DB, over the weekend uh, in the Genesis Invitational, there was a lot of uproar sparked when Tiger Woods handed a uh, a female body product to Justin Thomas, and was that Friday? Was that? Thursday. was it Thursday okay so it Thursday was even, going
4: into it, Friday it was even
3: it was even earlier yeah. in the week and that's after
4: it, he outdrove him
3: and it really started to make his it, its rounds over the weekend
4: and well because he apologized after his final what you thought was going to be the final round on Friday because correct. it didn't look like he was going to make the cut which you thought was going to be it right even right he slid into the weekend
3: so you know jokes happen all the time On the golf course. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they joke with each other a lot. And, you know, whether some people thought this joke went too far or not, I didn't really take, and, and, you know, maybe it's because I'm a man, I didn't take offense to what he did. And I don't know why a lot of people did. And I'm not trying to sound insensitive. Uh, And by all means, chime in if you would like. But why are you, I tell people this all the time, why are you letting moments that don't really affect you run your life and like really? get involved and ruin your mood and uh, because a joke got so-called taken too far I mean name a joke that doesn't get taken far nowadays I mean if 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 this is the case if this is how we want to react to certain things that we see every comedian needs to be canceled Uh, every uh, single one Uh, everything is offensive nowadays and uh, uh, we all tightrope the right and wrong line I, if this happened on impractical jokers would people respond the same way yeah so i i
4: mean listen I, there's a lot uh i think it's kind of multi it's multi-layered number 1 um if the joke isn't f- so it's it's twofold on this initial point if the joke's not for us i'm not i'm not so sure that if i'm not in that target audience mm-hmm. i'm not so sure people should be seeking my opinion on it, right? It was the the joke about being outdriven and giving a a feminine product to another golfer is not something that 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 I could really Relate to, though I feel like my com my my opinion has value, right? Because it wasn't about me. Like if if you told an off color race joke or a former athlete joke or you know a dumb husker joke or something like that, like I feel like I would be a little bit more credible because I'm not the intended target of 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 belittlement of belittling, right? But I do think Drew Down, I do think there's too much of that. There's too much, there's too much, I'm offended, right? Because at some point, it's like I told you, and I'll be an equal opportunity offender. It's like I told you about two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, right? At some point, they are just two quarterbacks playing, and the, the, the less you stop talking about the fact that they're people of color, the less, the easier it will be on those to come after, those that are currently doing you can just focus on their job you can acknowledge what it is in the moment without without it um taking away from their own accomplishments as people because i think people want to be known as people first that's really that's really the end game and so if i'm if i'm a female like if i ask my sister if i'm like hey kim did that joke offend you she's going to tell me no nope couldn't care less as will A a a few women that I know in my sphere of influence, like they couldn't care less. But if it's offensive to some, then I think we have to be able to recognize why, in fact, it is offensive. But what I don't think you can have happen... I don't think you can the same in the same vein want want equal this and same view that and treat us the same this but then at times have these distinct subtle differences that are just unique to your group. I just don't think you can have I just I don't I don't think you can make the case on the big stage and have it both ways. If you want I mean There's a difference between equity and equality (laughs) or equity and 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 what I would call the opportunity to like being treated fairly like they're 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 two different things in my opinion. Sometimes we use them interchangeably. So if I'm the if I'm in the group that was the butt of the jokes, I hear this all the time not all the time i don't want to exaggerate there'll be connotation given to either how people talk or how they dress and they'll equate it to a specific group oh you know pants didn't he didn't have his pants pulled up or he was like mm-hmm. bro this or bro that right so bam right at that moment i have to understand okay is is this a shot at me is is, is how personal am I taking this? Is there any degree of truth to what they're saying? And am I just, am I just mad for the sake of being mad? All those things go through my head, right? There's a reason when you go to golf courses that the tees are different. You have you have blacks, you have whites, not people yellow. Yeah, you have you have tees where you can tee off from. So I get what. The, I get what it was. The between. joke
3: was you, you hit like a girl. Right. right. That's what Tiger was saying. Or he was calling him, you know, uh, an expletive word. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, whatever it is, jokes like that are made in the I world. just don't know if
4: I always want to get in the habit ever, of having to defend.
3: However, you know, for me, like. I,
4: How many things do I say to you off air that I know probably make you comfortable? Uncomfortable, I should say. And I'm like, hey, it's okay. Right. Like. I plenty I know the times. things plenty of times, plenty right? of times.
3: I was talking to, like you said, the important the important people that you talk about target audience in my life, and it, it was it didn't affect them like it affected certain people. And you know, a, a lot of times we say you hit like a girl, you play ball like a girl, right? That's a famous quote from the Sandlot. Uh, are we really gonna, going to say like that needs to? changed Now or? that
4: so, so here's the thing.
3: When it was it the action or was
4: how it? Can I the say this words? on the fly? So, um, what was the analogy that I told you in? Oh, comparing to your brother, mm-hmm. right? I said, "Gosh," I said, "Your your brother seems a little more easygoing," and you said, "Well, I'm easygoing," and I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not what I said." I'm comparing the two. I think he's more easygoing. You can be easygoing. I think that's the conversation that the awkward conversation that people don't want to have when they either compare genders or race or age groups. You're not saying that particular group X can't hit a ball far or hit a ball hard or shoot well. You're comparing it to the next peer group by saying you're not as good as and if more times than not that degree that sentiment is true I'm not offended do do guys on the PGA tour typically outdrive women on the PGA tour yeah I'm not offended by that and I don't think if you look at it in its context they are too they're not saying you can't drive the ball 240 yards I and I just what does And I but I, but listen hear my heart though I see where if there's not a certain level of se- security these are hard conversations to have mm-hmm. right Then 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 it's offensive but in the same vein I can use I can use an example that I feel better about the 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 the, the first the first black two, the first Mm-hmm. See, at some point, even though I give that designation to my dad, I still want people to know that he was a great coach because he couldn't get hired in a dist- he couldn't get hired in a community right, right. that he loved to be such a part of. So I just want people to say that he was a great coach. I don't want people to say that he was a great black coach. That doesn't mean that I'm not proud that he's African-American because I'm absolutely proud because I do know things were different for him. And I do want things recognized, but in the very same vein as I told you three weeks ago leaving this studio walking out of the doors. I said, How do you how am I supposed to be mad at Jerry Jones for acting like everybody else did in nineteen fifty seven and you want to bring it to light in twenty twenty three? I'm not mad at Jerry Jones over that. Does that make me less of a black person? No, I understand what I'm I understand the context and with what I was dealing with. I'm not mad over that. Which and I and I'm not, I'm not I'm not mad at
3: Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. I'm not. I didn't like how people brought up Tiger's past. in a Well, moment see like that this because sh- it didn't have any anything to do with
4: a joke being made. Well, when you when you want to when you want to make yourself feel good, you try to bring others down to the playing field. I'm not a fan of right. that either. They could those those two things can be true at once. Somebody can be in bad taste and still have overcome moral. Moral Hills.
3: Stick around. More to come. It's Coffee and Cream.
1: Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
3: Hey, welcome back to the show. It's coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Betty and I'm Andrew Rogers, And DB, the fam showed. I know. I, the fam's I, are here. I,
4: I feel like. And I got a hug, too. The so champ how about is that? Here. Did you get a hug? I got uh, nope, a hug.
3: I've gotten plenty of hugs this weekend. I'll get one on the way out. <laughs>
4: Even that's competitive, isn't it? All right. I got the, I got the right co-host. He can, he, can, he can take it and give it out. So my guy on Twitter said, going back to our discussion about Tiger. Sure. He says, much ado about nothing. Standard joke for being out hit. Um, I've never seen the, and he says, the tampon thing before, but I have hit. Uh, did you hit with your skirt or putt up? you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. He said the camera had to zoom in to find the controversy. This was a nothing joke between two friends. Tiger is 47 years old. Justin Thomas is 27. But conversely, right, from – The female perspective, it was you hit like a girl isn't funny to most anymore because it's implying that females are inferior, Mm etc. See, that's the thing. And I don't feel (sighs) inferior is a word that we've used to be all inclusive. And I don't think it's applicable here. Inferior is I get the less than negative connotation but until most and i'm only using this example and i'm not trying to perpetuate any sort of masculinity but until tees are the same at golf courses until men and women tee off from the same box you can have this converse, you can't have this conversation right can can i say that and know that until you tee off from the same box, we cannot have this conversation. So it's not so much a, 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 a tiger and bad, and maybe you do think it's a tiger and bad taste thing with the actual prop, but we got to get over that too, because isn't it interesting? Can I say this? It, are we in the tree of trust? Let's go. So, and this is the duality of double standards of gender roles, right? So we can't have the conversation that a guy joked about out driving somebody and make it a reference to male, female, but where guys are afraid to say the word tampon out loud, right? So we can't say tampon is men because, ooh, it makes me uncomfortable. It's taboo. Why can we be empowering for one? <laughs> And not empowering for the other. So in the same vein as you want to be like, hey, man, you can't make that comparison. Can, we, can you free us up to be comfortable to use the word tampon? Is it a guy problem that we're uncomfortable, that jokes have been made for years about us going to the store to make purchases, but two guys can't have a joke on a golf course? The double standard is what drives me absolutely. Would it have bonkers. been better
3: if he handed her or handed him a purse, well, like something that was bigger and prop that has nope. less of a? Um, I don't a, think so.
4: Um, I, I just think a, what we're going to be. Ma- I just think like what we wanna want mad to be mad about. Know. We're going to be. We want. It, we're going to be mad about. That's yeah. that's kind of. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I. You look bring
3: up at. a good point though about where the boxes are. The boxes are—they're not. Well, that's the great well, equalizer. It, 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 it takes my—it takes my opinion out of it. The boxes aren't five yards away. The boxes are twenty yards, thirty yards away sometimes, maybe mm. even more, maybe a little bit less on a par three, mm. but on par fives, that box is way up there. Uh. You get in your golf cart and you drive up uh. to the ladies' tees box.
4: Hey, so, you know, I've, I've got a good buddy. He's an education. High up in education. He happens to be African-American. He says, good point about the tiger jokes, especially with the clothes thing. I love my sweats and gym shorts. My clothes don't define my intelligence. I can dress nice, but give them the choice. I choose comfort overlooking what others perceive as professional. I also recognize that certain requirements are expected um, in different situations. I had an interview at my school for a new position, even though I'm a blank teacher I do think I, I did sh- do you think that I showed up for the interview and my sweats that I had on no I changed for the interview that's why I just think context matters and we're not we're not willing we're not willing to 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 free the masses up cuz I think if right. if you really want real learning to occur then the exchange of the ideas has to come from both parties you can't just be talking
3: to me Tiger should just know better, though. As in as in, he's the, one of the most popular guys in the entire world in that every single thing that he does on the golf course, outside of being in the locker room, is going to be on film. It's going to be on tape.
7: It's going to be – Yeah, you know, for me with the know rabbit. better
3: thing, like it – you know, I, is it just because of popularity status that he should know better? Why should he have to censor himself for things that because he has this popularity status that because he can't everything make a joke? Everything, and he I'm he with do, you. everything he does and I, is
8: under a microscope, and I and I'm Every completely there. Thing.
3: I'm completely is, there. Is, but is, whose is problem it, is that? Is that Tiger's problem is, or is, is that the people's problem? Is this a by, different by trying to focus in on one thing and just because they know it's going to be lighter fluid on social media that they're going to put it out there because oh well now with with everything that kind of happened before in Tiger's life, it's easy to pick on him. Is this a different story if it's Justin and somebody else? No, I don't think. I don't think it's as different. Maybe the narrative's a little bit different, but the, it the doesn't premise get the, it won't get the, the run. The, I the mean, premise, premise quite of the run. If you took if John Rom was in the lead and he did that to Max Homa, right. you know, later on, mm-hmm. I, it would have gotten the same certain response because it, it was the idea behind the gesture. Right. It, it was people commenting about that gesture and the secretive um, of it. I mean, you seem kind of throw it, you know, at the right. end. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it it just goes back to, you know, it, not all jokes are going to hit well. So uh, like
4: I but I do think we're kind of burying a little bit of that lead, though. Do you feel ba- so when I tell you when I say to you, I say, hey, Drew down. DB. There there are things that I won't do out in public that I will do in the confines of my own home because I don't want to be judged differently. Yeah, sure. Is, is that a DB problem? No. So I kind of feel like that's what he's saying about Tiger Woods. As I'm listening, right? I think he's saying because it's Tiger Woods, he should know better. Because it's, it's, it's weird, though. I'm kind of vibing with you, though, because I think at the end of the day, this is what I would tell my kids. This is how I try to live my life. I always want to control the things that I can control. I just had a conversation with Micah uh, the other day about body language. And I said, when you leave things open to interpretation, that's your fault. You have to own the fact that somebody may guess wrong. Are we cool with that? He's like, yeah, I understand. I said, so you have to do a better job of making your intentions unknown. I don't want to run the risk of having to explain to the two hundred or three hundred or ten thousand people if I'm at a public event and I'm like, let's say I've had way too much to drink, right? And and oh man, did you see did you see Damon? He was such and such, such and such. In my head, I was like, Oh man, you know, I'd like to be able to enjoy myself in public, but do you know if 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 I was criticized on social media or something like that, do you know what a handful of people would say? Oh he should know better he should know better mm-hmm. so then you get into the argument of what's fair versus what's right. what's right should have been that I could be able I should be able to understand that that criticism is going to come with what I do, but it isn't fair right A lot of people act like that right. so I don't know, but I sadly I do conform to it, which is why I'm not super. Well, you visible. conform
3: to it because you don't want to have to deal with the backlash. I don't want
4: to answer the. I just don't want the. I just don't want what comes with it.
3: Because you don't want to deal with the backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know That's the problem with, with censored opinions nowadays. It's just somebody's always going to tell you that your take is incorrect or wrong. And if it has something to do with, with affecting people's lives over a, say, a so-called sports take, if I give a sports take, people can hammer me for my sports take, but that's not going to... That's not going to hit me at my core, but if you're going to start judging my character, if you're going to start judging X, Y, and Z, then it's going to bother you a little bit So you center yourself because you don't even want to have to deal with whatever is about to come.
4: Shane, if Tiger would have been better with his apology, would that have been okay? Because people were hammering him over saying, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. And they're like, well, that's not how you start an apology. And I would argue just the contrary. I think that's a perfect way. To, I would argue to do just the contrary he, because he owned his act. He, in its, in its, yes, it's relevant to his personality. Right. So in that case, it sounded authentic. That's him, because his intent was not to offend. And I'm the guy. I just took this test. I should send it to you. I just took this love language apology test, like a month and a half ago. And basically it is uh it's a test to let me know how I receive how I receive negative stimuli and what how we like what makes me feel better about how it affects it. you. I'm seventy I was eighty I was eighty seven percent accountability. So basically if you do something to me and I'm offended, I want you to be account I want I want you to be accountable. I don't want you to say, "Hey, you know, this and this happened, it made me do this. This is what I was thinking." Even though all those things could be true, I I like for people to just own it and move
3: on. Do these guys have, like, a PR guy, like, waiting for them at Yeah, the end? but real time, it's You Tiger, know, because I mean, it's right? real time. Right. Would r- it have r- been better if Tiger would have just said it out loud? Could have been, like, that, essentially instead of saying, like, hey, here you go, subtly, but he screamed it to the masses.
4: Well, it's not like he unwrapped it out of the mm-hmm. box and was like, mm-hmm. you know, he mm-hmm. wasn't happy Gilmore in it, right? Mm-hmm. He just kind of, it's
3: like track, uh, right? But just, stick, yeah, yeah. <laughs> baton. You passed over the baton. I don't know. And you almost wonder if JT kind of knew it was coming because he opened his hand. Nah, I see, I think when he looked at it, he was like, he dropped it. <laughs> right?
4: Wasn't the dropping of it I where know, it got probably, hectic?
3: Probably. I, I don't know. But you're right. Going back to Shane's point, and, and we'll wrap this thing up. Everybody has a camera nowadays. You can't get away with anything. <laughs> I got to read Hockey Dad's tweet when we come back. <laughs> hey, uh, more coffee and cream next.
1: Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning.
3: Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club, top of the hour at 9 a.m. here on the show. Damon Benny, Andrew Rogers, happy to have you with us. And uh, let's wrap up our thoughts on our previous two segments, and then we will get to Brady Oltman uh, here in a few moments. Uh, Brady is Nebraska football and recruiting reporter for Hale Varsity. Uh, Do you want to read your tweet first here, DB, that you teased?
4: Yeah, Jay Rich, Hockey Dad, said the problem is (laughs) – this is so Jonathan. He said the problem we have is that we have to stop letting a few crybabies ruin it for the other 10,000 that could give two – Good. Blanks about it. The Tiger story is pretty dumb. On uh, on Christine Brennan, she, you know, seemed she's the only one that seemed to give a damn. TW shouldn't have to apologize for anything. I mean, and I get it, right? There's those strong, polarizing opinions. There's people on both sides. But to Shane's point, when you're the PR machine known as Tiger Woods, I think you do have. I hate to say it. But I think you do have to handle your business differently. You just do. I mean, with great, it's the whole pressure responsibility thing, right? It's like the the burden is greater because of who he is. Now, does it make it right or fair? No. But I didn't think he thought he was going to get that pushback either. But again, at the end of the day, I I think it's – you cannot debate the point. Until you change the T boxes, we can't have this conversation.
3: Let's go to line one now and talk to Ty. Ty, good morning. Good morning. How how are you? you? Good, man. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing? Who 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 am I talking to? This is Andrew and DB. This this is Damon. Oh, hey, Damon. Hey – I heard you guys talking about Tiger, and
2: I listen to you guys every morning as I go to work, and uh, you talk about Tiger, Tiger plays a joke, you know. I I grew up in a time when Lee Trevino was the greatest jokester in the world and, you know, never, never got any flashback. I don't know what your thoughts about that are, if, if you even know that.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Let me ask you something, Ty. Should, should, yeah. should a different time period, since we've kind of grown and evolved a little bit, do different time periods mm-hmm. call for different handlings of situations? Or because we did it in the 70s and 80s, we should be cool in 2023? No, nah, I think if it's clean, we can still do it. Okay, all right. I would say that. Yeah. I would say that. Hey, you can listen to We Trevino today. Yeah, yeah, he's he's Talk pretty. I think
3: it's a combination
4: of both. He's pretty old school, I, I, and, I, and I appreciate I agree the with call, Ty's Ty. call
3: there. Thanks, Ty. Uh, I agree with him when he says if it's if it's clean, go for it. But uh, you know, there, there's a reason why certain things in history aren't being done today, or, well, or, we, or we, we follow t- along into today.
4: Uh, you know, in our many sports shows that we have, remember the whole television stretch we went through. This show could be on television. I think we agree that you couldn't even have a show like Friends. Mm -hmm. on television in 2023 and that wasn't that long ago so i don't know i mean maybe it's maybe it's an us problem maybe it's a maybe it's a combination of somewhere between where ty is with it and where jay rich is where because you know i i i don't think jonathan's being a caveman either but uh, i i do think that the double standard thing sometimes it's good when we when we want to debate the point but then when we separate the two it's hey we want to be equal and and treat us the same so I think at, at some point that's just my narrative for the whole black quarterback thing at some point I just want to be a quarterback right and the more that I can just be a quarterback the more you're going to give me opportunities and I won't have to have the Lamar Jackson draft report right I don't have to have the discussion of whether Lamar Jackson should get a long-term deal. Because do you know deep down what we still talk about? In the back of our minds, we still refer – Lamar Jackson is still a black Mm -hmm. quarterback. If he was Josh Allen and he threw the ball the way that he did, we don't compare Josh Allen's athleticism to Lamar Jackson's, even though size-wise they're very comparable. So until we get over that stigma, even if it's in our subconscious, we can't have real conversations.
3: All right, let's move tampon uh, over to uh, Brady Oltman's. You I see it. what you did come there. On, I see on. what you did there. Sorry, we're just. Well, I wasn't going to laugh out
4: have, loud. It was, it was an internal. Deal. <laughs> let's have a little smile. Come on, <laughs> put us like the Joker. Yeah, Let's put us. I almost said Heath Ledger, but even that's not. But that, that's kind of morbid.
3: Hey, let's move on, though, really, and uh, let's talk to Brady Oltman. He is a Nebraska football and recruiting reporter for Hale Varsity. He's on with us uh, via stream right now. Brady, first time talking to you and happy to have you on as a weekly regular now. Good morning.
8: Morning, guys.
4: How's everything going? I don't, who, so who's made it more to the big time? Is it us having you or, or you <laughs> taking time out of your morning for us? I gave you both options that center around you. How about that? We, we appreciate it.
8: I think it's us putting arms around each other and helping us up the hill. There know? it
4: is. family. <laughs> Something like that. I like right? that.
8: Yeah, Brady, uh, you
3: know, let's, let's start here uh, because uh, I, I know being a guy that's been heavily invested in this football program from the start, um, who are you most excited to see all padded up come spring in this new age
8: of Matt Rule? I think the, the immediate answer for me, and I don't know in what capacity how f- uh, full tilt he'll be in the spring. But it's Thomas Fedoni, um, you know, a guy with a lot of promise, a guy that's probably from everything I've seen and from what I've been told, the best shape of his life this spring. Uh, but coming off of those knee injuries, I think I'm. I don't know if they're going to have him go full tilt because it being spring, you kind of want to keep some tread off the tires in that case, but also you kind of you want to know that he's built for it and ready to go in this new regime, and tight end is a position that uh, it's a position of need. Somebody needs to step up, and it's one that I think in Marcus Satterfield's offense, they utilize a little bit more than Matt Rule typically has um, at Temple and Baylor, so I, I think he's the, one, he's, the, he's the first one that comes to my mind when I think of who needs to, to make a big spring.
4: So, if you're looking at Nebraska's, uh, let's just stay right with tight end because it, it kills a couple of birds with one stone with your uh, kind, of, kind of what you do in covering recruiting. When you take a look at Nebraska scholarship distribution chart, and uh, and I'm not sure uh, what we're going to get from from Chris Hickman. So, the time being, I'll leave him out. But you got Smith, Flores, you got Androff, you got Tagaloa, you got Carney, Fedoni, Rollins, Gilbert. The room kind of got full in the off season, but how do you pit that against the prowess of, of, of Carter Nelson, the national recruiting scope? You have to go back and still be able to watch tape and pit it against the offers. And whatever side you come out on of that, you still have the top-ranked player in the state. Does that matter for you in terms of how you look at Nebraska's tight end room based on what could potentially be down the
8: pipeline? Um, it's interesting to think about because I think he's he's an incredible athlete, and you really don't want to kind of stockpile guys, you know, and backload them because I think that that is an easy way to get them to go in the transfer portal. Hypothetically, you know, you got star guys sitting on the bench, but uh, I think it's worth noting that with with this Matt Rule coaching staff and what they like to do, and they've said before, is getting good athletes in. They're not going to ever shy away and not get an athlete, and that's what Carter Nelson is. I mean, he can he can throw it decently enough. Um, He can run it real hard. He can hit real hard and he can catch and he can block. I mean, he can, he can really do it all in that eight man. You have to. So I think that he's a guy that you can bring in. And if he's a, you know, a D one big time, big 10 tight end, you can have him there, or you can move him over to edge. You can move him over wherever he fits best and wherever this coaching staff can see him fitting best. And, You know, if he's good enough for Notre Dame to fly in and look at him, and then when Tommy Reese gets the job at Alabama, he calls up Nick Saban, and Nick Saban's looking at Ainsworth tape and offering him a scholarship, then I think that he's the kind of guy, regardless of what your scholarship chart looks like, you can't let him leave the state borders, really.
3: You know, Rule doesn't talk about individual players all too much just yet, unless he's asked. Um, But one he really likes on the offensive side of the ball is Gabe Irvin. And you know, that running back room is, is heavily populated and based off last season, thoughts room. would probably be Anthony Grant and then Ramir Johnson and all the way down the list. But then when you hear the name Gabe Irvin, you're like, oh, you know, that guy that was a true freshman that started is, you know, beginning to resurface in conversation. You know, the way that Roald talks about this running back in particular, what do you expect his role to look like next season?
8: Uh, pure competition right off the bat. I mean, Matt Rule and uh, running backs coach EJ Barthol have both, they are relentless in looking at film. I mean, EJ, even in his introductory presser, was, you know, citing Emmett Johnson and he didn't really play that much in the fall, but he was talking about spring tape. And now that you get a couple weeks removed from that, they're able to look at a little bit more game tape or a little bit more practice tape. And I can tell you they're pouring over that tape and really looking at the finite, you know, little details of everything and running back is a position that they pay a lot of attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Grant's a guy that's he's going to jump off the page real quick because of what he did. I mean, shoot, you got a guy that almost eclipsed a thousand yards and he was held under forty yards rushing in four games <laughs> last year. You know, like that's a beast. But he, Emmett Johnson stands out. You've got AJ Allen is great. Gabe Irvin Jr. is is a guy that has a high ceiling. It's, it's really going to be about competition and pushing each other. And I don't know, maybe one enters the portal. If he thinks he can get a starting job in the fall, you know, after spring ball, maybe, maybe not. But it's that competition is built for long term success and development. And I think that that's what they're hoping for. And maybe Gabe gets a couple more carries in the fall um, in order to ensure that he he sees his vision in Nebraska football and sticks around, but I think he's a guy that the coaching staff really believes in and has a high ceiling for.
4: Brady, let me ask you something. In terms of expectation level, so maybe not the most talented, um, who, what position group for you has the most upside relative to the performance
8: from a year ago? Well, that's a tough one because my immediate thought was linebacker, but between us, I thought linebackers played pretty well last year. Um, they
4: had a good stretch the back half the season. I would agree.
8: Um, I think the, the interesting, the one that pops out to me right now is edge rusher. Uh, that's not to say you know Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, and those guys didn't play well last year, but in in Tony White's aggressive three-three-five and what he likes to do, it's all about creating matchups and, and moving guys around. And they've got really good athletes at uh, outside linebacker or edge. You know, they'll probably mix and match them in the spring to see, you know, what fits best. But you've got guys that are uh, – if they see a weak tackler, a guy that they have an athletic advantage of, they'll attack it and go after it. But on the opposite side, you'll have, you know, an inside linebacker or and that opposite outside linebacker mesh and move into a strong side or something to create mixed matches in order to, you know, compound at the line of scrimmage. And I think you have to have great edge rushers to do that. And Nebraska's got dynamic game ball hawk, aggressive, tough edge rushers now that are extremely athletic and able to, you know, to keep the edge too. So I think that's a position that I'm really excited about um, and, and curious about to see because that could really be the kind of, you know, page turning position for this defense.
4: You know, what's interesting that you bring that up, and I know there's a lot of MJ Sherman buzz and things like that, but two guys in particular, one coach rule we'll brought up in Blaze Gunnerson. You got Maverick Noonan in the fold, who I think is a guy you also don't have to babysit. I don't know if he's ready this year, but the other guy opposite—I'm a big Jamari Butler guy, and I, for whatever the reason, Brady—he flies under the radar, but
8: I'm telling you, he's way good. Yeah, yeah, and when he and he got good special team snaps last year, and I know that this, this coaching staff loves a guy who will step up and volunteer on special teams. You know, I think Jamari's a guy who entered the, the portal very briefly but I think once he saw they announced Tony White and once he saw okay I'm going to do what in this defense he kind of thought you know maybe Nebraska is the place for me and I think he's he's bought into it I think uh and I'm still curious to see who exactly coaches the edges they last thing I knew they still haven't really decided if that's going to be you know Dvorak's linebackers group or if Terrence Knighton is going to take over that edge rushing position. Uh, Or if he's going to stick strictly to interior defensive line, but I mean, he's a guy that's—he's just as athletic as you need him to be. He's got a motor to him. He's—you'd want to see him a little bit more like starter style, big time snap experience to really, you know, before you're, you know, singing singing the gospel Mm -hmm. for him. But he's a guy I think who could definitely step up and become that next big edge rusher for Nebraska.
3: You know, Brady, we talk a lot about chemistry and culture whenever it comes to surrounding teams, not just Nebraska football and what they've been having to go through, but even with Nebraska baseball coming into the season, this kind of whatever it takes mentality. And we all know that, you know, Matt Rule, he, he understands that, you know, being the pinnacle program over at Nebraska, it's that rising tide lifts all boats, right? You know, if one Group does it. Let's have everybody do it in the in the athletic department. And I know Drake's our our, our baseball guy, and uh, we can talk to him more about Husker baseball. But you know, you you have good variety too. You can kind of you know pluck your your different points uh, of Nebraska and, and the sports that they offer. But based on what you've seen, just across the board from all the programs. And the emphasis on chemistry and culture, how has that kind of been a, a driving influence for all Nebraska teams?
8: Well, it's it's interesting because I think that's something that Trev believes in strongly. And it's something that now in his time as athletic director, he's he's able to he wants it to feel really communal. I mean, it's not only good word. separated by team, but it is an entire you know athletics family. You see that with Matt Rule and his coaching staff and players going to gymnastics meets, wrestling meets, um, going all over. And and I know Matt Rule was that was he said that like playing in the pros, you don't have these other sports to go to, and then you even think about the men's basketball team and the struggles that they had. And now they're banding together. And like Fred Hoiberg said, it's not about what could have been, it's what can still be, you know, making the most of the situation you have um, with, and with Will Bolton, this, this Husker baseball team, I mean, San Diego's tough. That's a perennially a pretty good team, but you're not hitting that well with, with guys on and runners in scoring position. It's change approaches the, at the plate. Um, just doing little tweaks and things to, especially a younger lineup and a, a team that's having to rely upon more on younger guys, at least to start the season. I mean, those are things that those are things you can tweak and that those are things that along the season, not only with coaching, but as you blend guys together and get that camaraderie and you get that, that sort of fellowship on on each individual team. And then within the athletic department, I mean, that's, those are the things that kind of tend to work themselves out. Brady, when you're looking at, it's interesting Kind of that
4: perspective in the whole communal thing. When you look at whether it's volleyball or wrestling or softball or women's basketball, men's basketball, whatever, what do you think is, and I know football is the easy answer. I'm trying to figure out how to word this. What do you think's the the, in this last current sports cycle, who will be the biggest victim of perce- preseason perception versus reality
8: of the season? Um, uh, As you movie, give me my- the right smile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this might be kind of a, a weird kind of cop out because i like to cover them in the fall too, but the women's soccer team. I mean, that Coach women's Walker. soccer team. They, I mean, they were they were picked to finish, you know, among the last group of the conference. I mean, they were almost cellar dwellers preseason because they had lost so much, and they were mostly s- sophomores playing. But they finished probably one win away from the NCAA tournament Mm -hmm. this last year, and they pushed Michigan State in that Big Ten semifinal over in Columbus. And, you know, John Walker did a great job with with, with all of those players and with the support staff around them that just said, you know, don't let the outside forces dictate what you are. This is your team. You define your season, and you define what you're going to be. And I think he, he mentioned that to them after they played at St. Louis and they had that big loss. And at the time, St. Louis was the top 20 team. And Nebraska comes back and they fight NC State, they fight USC, and then they have that strong stretch over the Big Ten season. I think that's, that's the one that jumps out to me when you think of like preseason conception and expectations, and then the team just ends up surpassing them in the end.
3: Brady, you're the man, dude. We appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much, and uh, we will talk again next week. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Brady. That is Brady Altman's Nebraska football recruiting reporter for Hale Varsity. I'll, I'll
4: always take the Nebraska soccer reference. It,
3: great. Yeah. I'm, yeah well, I'm, I'm,
4: I'm a big John Walker fan. Well, it just Kingston's shows, finest. like I
3: said, it shows kind of his spread. He, he is a real charcuterie board when it comes to covering Nebraska because he got into women's soccer. We obviously got deep into football. And he can talk baseball, which is what I want to do right now before we break this thing off because uh, with Nebraska. And after talking to Will Bolt, what was it? Last week? Two weeks ago? Tuesday? So last week, we we talked to Will Bolt. And, uh, you know, the numbers were always something that stuck out to me. You know, the turnover rate, like, why is it that, you know, there's so much addition, 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 and, and there's not really a solid so called foundation? But in a way, now I'm starting to really understand where they're going. With their path, especially when it comes to rotation, when you're trying to find like the right guy for the role. Uh, I mean, we saw we saw Kaminska uh, go out. He probably had the best performance out of any Husker pitcher over the weekend. Uh, Olsen had a close second, and then you had Caleb Clark who struggled. um, But you know, again, I don't want to look too deep into. Hey, it's the first game of the season, especially for all of these guys. You know who are they? But it does say something about this Huskers team, and you know what they weren't able to do this weekend. Bolt wants resiliency. He wants a strong culture. He wants to, you know, stay connected in in all forms, and they just weren't able to do that, and it especially showed on Sunday.
4: Well, I think when you're taking a look at what Nebraska's got to do, I think the offensive, the lack of the offensive punch, um, you thought you were going to snap out of it on Yesterday, because I think they scored in the first four innings, and you get the big lead. And you mentioned Clarkey in terms of what happened to him on the bump. But I think six runs in the first two games left Nebraska feeling a little uneasy because you didn't want the ghost of yesteryear to start to creep up in their inability to hit with guys in scoring position. You're like, oh boy, here we go again. But it's so early, you know, and it, and it's baseball, and so you don't you don't really want to. Kind of, kind of lock those guys into that in terms of how they're going to play, and they tried to shuffle the lineup mm-hmm. a little bit uh, yesterday, especially in the in the bottom third. But um, I think you know they've got to they've got to find a way to not fall into that rut with with guys in scoring position this early in the season because I don't think it would take much for them to fall into. Check in the rearview mirror. Even though they have had quite a bit of roster turnover, hitting with guys in scoring position last year was a bugaboo
3: for them too. It was. It absolutely was. And how about the impact of the freshman right away who's currently leading the team in average in a lot of hitting categories across the board, Dylan Carey. And, you know, something I think about a lot whenever you make that transition from high school to college is will it work right away? And – and I think him for hitting him, in the bottom third of
4: that lineup I think is a good place for him yeah, right now. Yeah, but he now. looked comfortable yeah, he does. at the plate, right? Yeah, yeah, sweet swinging. Sweet swinging.
3: Yeah. Uh, Today it will be big. It will be a big game. And, you know uh – Four-game series against San Diego, who Brady did say is a very good team. Um, Aside from that, you look at what Creighton did, and I know we kind of touched on a lot of these things at the start of the show, but we wanted to make sure we could hit on baseball because there was so much other stuff that was going on. We didn't even hit on Creighton basketball uh, today. Uh, But there is something I want to bring up with you tomorrow about that because I think you'll find it pretty interesting. Yeah, with the Jays. I think you'll find it pretty interesting as we – Prep the, the, for the, the Marquette game.
4: The, yeah, biggest game of the season right? Uh, for them. I don't think that's hyperbole. And right? It, and after they win it tomorrow night, it'll put them squarely in position to be on that four line to start the tournament in, in, in March because that is my prediction sure mm-hmm. to go wrong is that they will be a four line, a four seed as they head in to
3: the March big tournament. But with Creighton in particular, I think something that we knew – Going into this season, was pitching and are uh, oh, you talking about baseball? Baseball, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Marquette. Uh, the
4: Marquette thing
3: screwed me. Right, yeah. So I got off the beaten path. We're back <laughs> on the road, DB. We're back. <laughs> what well, you just said, Marquette. We're driving. we're driving. You're in the passenger seat. I'm apparently in England, uh, but we're driving. And uh, you know, based on talking to service last week, pitching seemed to work again yeah. for this Creighton team. Okay. I,
4: I think that's going to be their bread and butter this year. And McNeese, those two out of three. That's that's they're the only. Uh, local team up, the three that, that got in the win column. Right. So good
3: on them. And I'm sure Omaha wants to forget. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, hey, tough stretch. You want to grab uh, Quickly here, let's hit Cody before we're we get talking to wrestling yeah. uh, next. So, Cody, uh, welcome in. Ah, how, how, uh, we got to go to break? Okay. Cody, we're going to. Yeah, gonna, yeah, there's no way. There's all right. no way? We're How do you out. know? There's a out. will, there's a way. We're
4: going to run out of time for Nebraska Cody. There's no
3: way because you took seven seconds to try to hit that button.
4: We'll share the segment maybe with he and Nick Rubek, who's coming it. up next.
3: Let's do it. So uh, Cody was at State Championship Wrestling all weekend, so was Nick. We will talk to both of them next about all of the events, all the winners, all the controversy that's coming your way. Stick around. Uh, wait, that's at 945. We still have a segment in between. Yeah. So wait for that.
1: Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
3: Speaking of coffee and cream, I am drinking the official coffee of Coffee and Cream, courtesy of The Beanery. One of my favorite places to go check out, and uh, we do it once a week, at least uh, under my roof. That's what we do, especially after church in the morning. It's like, hey, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, had for, had, for had food, the apple maybe? smoothie yesterday. Oh, yeah?
4: Yeah, Caleb had the uh, berry. Actually, he had to split it with Zoe. How he are the smoothies there? It was fantastic. The apple was real apple.
3: Yeah, it's legit. Opposed to your green apple Jolly ranch. No,
4: you know, sometimes sometimes apple fools you. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it was green, too. So I, I had a certain, you ever look at something and, because it looks a certain way and you expect it to taste a certain way. See, I wanted, once I saw green, I'm like, this better be Apple.
3: <laughs> They're locally owned and operated. They roast their own coffee, make their own smoothies apparently, and now they need to change their slogan to serving people coffee and smoothies. Smoothie. Because that's what DB likes to yeah. get over at the beanery. Uh, we appreciate them being the official coffee of Coffee and Cream. Let's go to the phone. Cody is on line one here to talk state wrestling. Cody, what's up, man? What's
0: going on, guys? How are
4: you? Commander Cody, that was a fantastic job by uh, your organization covering the state tournament, man. That was. uh,
3: Yeah, any wrestle killed it.
4: Golly. You know what my favorite was? was? I love the little blurbs of the match highlights with the results. Uh, Like, that was fantastic.
0: yeah. Yeah, there was. So much action going on this weekend and start off with Andrew, it's nice to meet you Thursday.
3: Yeah, great Montana hat. Uh Oh, thank
0: you. Always gotta <laughs> represent the group. Uh David, do you know Eric Vargas, Westside graduate coaches wrestling down at Central Missouri Yes.
4: United? I know of him.
0: How much oh okay, I said, how much does Andrew look like him? <laughs> hey I thought that's real Yeah,
4: you, you, you know what? You're right. Name for me. Yeah uh, again. Vargas. Time. <laughs> Central Missouri State Wrestling. Eric Vargas. Yep. Yeah, it's all right, all right, kind go. kind of a kind of a doppelganger. Uh,
3: so, be, best. Uh, I know he's a good-looking dude.
4: Of course, what? That's that irrational <laughs> sense of confidence. <laughs> hey, Cody.
3: So, what was? Yeah. Did you get caught up in
4: the moment of Kale's match? Was that the greatest high school wrestling match that you thought you'd seen?
0: Um, it's up there. I mean, off the top of my head right now, I'd have to go back and look. There's, I mean, I still. I know no one talked the Haberman genitone match in the finals last. Was year outstanding. Was, yeah, um, Kale's match. Was, I mean, I would Henry Riley and Mikey Meyer had a heck of a match this weekend.
4: Meyer, I'm I'm pretty proud of I'm pretty proud of Eminem.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Kale's match was absolutely incredible. I think the the hardest part that people don't realize is how close Kale and John are. John lives with Taylor in the summer to train with him. So O'Neill kid, John Alden.
4: That's how I felt about Barber losing two one in the, you know, because they're they're really good friends too. That was yeah, hard, that was that was a right. hard match for me to watch for her.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, you have that aspect of it, and you have Taylor's incredible wrestler, but so is John. I mean, it's not like this kid came out of left field. John Alden was a finalist last year. He's, He's an incredible wrestler, and they just put on a high-level wrestling match. So I thought it was good. I'm not going to go into any details about <laughs> some of the outside stuff of that match.
4: It was a very, um, it's a very explosive weekend for parents and coaches.
0: Yeah, and uh, Omaha World Herald writers.
4: So, uh, Cody, are you? And we didn't get into that. We were yeah. going to. Do you make a distinction with individual sports? Because I thought it was weird that the analogies were made to team sports. And uh, I know wrestling's a team sport. I get it, right? You score, you're score. you there
0: yeah, as a team. So I, I know what you're saying. So, I never, if Ron Higman says something, that's like the Bible. I mean, that guy knows more. and does more for NSA than any person I've ever been around. So if that you no, know, if he doesn't want that happening, I get it. Now the the you know, fan side of me, I love that stuff. So, um, I know that that was targeted towards some certain celebration in twenty twenty two that went completely overboard. But I mean, some of my favorite highlights of when I was in high school. I mean, you remember Sim Brieby No. From Boy Town, wrestled at UNO.
4: I don't um, actually. Which he is... was
0: doing backflip. He was doing backflips off the top of the podium. I mean, you remember Jesus Maganda did that little side flip when he won it for Skyler. Uh, I think Alex Bri- I Bri- Alex Bri- Alex
4: Bridgeford got one in.
0: Yeah, so I love to see it, but I'll never question something that Higdon says. I so, so I just let I, me, let I think that certain people should. Uh, if they don't
4: follow the sport, should not talk about it. So, <laughs> so it, okay, so that's really what this boils down to, right? Because he Stu was getting it online, and it was—is that the reason? Oh, he
0: still is today. Is that, is that the main reason? But national pundits now.
4: Interesting, very interesting. Yeah. Cody USA Wrestling.
0: <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? Oh, I was just
3: gonna say. I was just gonna say. Appreciate the call. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, right, guys. St- yeah. hey, stick around. We're going to get Nick next. Yep. More wrestling to talk about then. I want to do something interesting. Are you, do something are you out on the backflips? No. Uh, and uh, we can talk about that a little bit more tomorrow in detail. Um, because I don't have a lot to say about it, but I think it's a younger generation thing more than it is an older generation
4: thing. Um, I know one thing. It's it's a lot going on with wrestling.
3: That, that was an electric lot of testosterone mm-hmm. oh, going yeah. on in that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's change let's change gears here. Let's do something fun. I want to call my dad up here real fast. So my dad's going to sit in the chair right here, and we're going to play a game. Oh, boy. Well, look at this. He, he's already uh, <laughs> questioning why he showed up this morning. He's just full of
4: surprises, aren't you?
3: And what? Uh, Dad, go ahead, put on the headshed. This is Barry Rogers, and he is the WWE. F- W-W- he B-R- is the B in WWBD. Oh. Hey Dad. How are you? <laughs> hey, 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 are you a little nervous? <laughs> <laughs> you a little Come nervous? On.
7: Like like I'd be nervous to talk about something. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you don't
3: have to do much talking because okay, I'm gonna good. I'm gonna have DB try to try to do some WWBDs for us. So I'm okay. gonna give you some prompts here, DB. And okay. you have to guess which one Barry would do. Gotcha. Okay? So uh <laughs> Let us let's, let's how's this mic, Shane? Yeah, how are we doing, Shane? You want me to turn the cam? Yeah. Alright, go ahead. Shane's got us to turn the cam. Okay. Oh boy. There we go. All right. W W B D. Is this my good side? Yep, yep. <laughs> great side. Yep. <laughs> pay a handyman or do it himself. What would Barry do?
4: Um W W B D uh, he, he would He pay a handyman. <laughs>
7: Well, it depends on what it is, but most of the time, I'd be paying. Anybody. Hey, all right. <laughs> if I did it myself first. <laughs> I would, I would go to the hardware store, spend a lot of money, not do it right,
3: and then, <laughs> and then have pay. To pay yeah. yeah,
7: yes. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's Wwbd. Kay.
3: Travel by plane or travel by car?
4: Uh, very family-oriented time spent. I would think car, but he does appear to like efficiency. Uh I will go with He's gonna
7: drive. Let's take the car. See, this is another one of those that depends. <laughs> because if it's if it's if it's like five hours or less, I'm driving. Yeah. Because by the time I get to the airport and do all that stuff, get There's to TSA, the TSA, that That's the efficiency, you're exactly right. But no doubt fly on an airplane. Yeah. Okay. yeah I would sorry. think I would
3: think fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I'm one for two. That's all right. I got this. WWBD change his own tire or call AAA.
4: that's something i feel like he would know how to do i'm going to go with change his own tire
7: no way <laughs> I, pay for, I, have, I pay for AAA insurance <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, gonna use, use it <laughs> exactly <be for insurance. laughs> <laughs> 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 shoot all right i gotta get back with
4: yeah, the good DB side here all right,
3: doing so well. one out of three i'm here all i right, come i'm gonna right. get back db wwbd okay would he move north or move south
4: Oh, tough. Um, uh, I'm going to go with move south.
7: Well, if you, again, if you know me, <laughs> one of my favorite statements in the wintertime is, I hate cold weather. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm he not moving in south. So let's, let's go.
3: Let's <laughs> go. Two, uh, two out of south. four. Here yeah, we you're go. You're doing okay. You're doing okay. WWBD, would he rather putz around in the garage or read a book?
4: Uh, appears to be a bright guy. I'm going to go with reading a book.
7: Putz in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Fods. Look, Ash is killing me.
3: Uh, All right, let's do one more. Let's do one more. I'm just
1: trying to get back to 500.
3: (laughs) WWBD, just like Nebraska basketball here. Here we go. Drive the boat or relax in the water.
4: You kind of describe him as having control freak tendencies, but he appears Wait to be fairly, fairly <laughs> laid back. Uh,
7: relax. See if I'm on the boat, I'm driving the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're definitely right, DB. I am a control freak when it comes to that, and
3: nobody can drive the boat like,
6: like, like I can. So, that's that's right. where you get your <laughs> irrational <electrical> confidence <laughs> right. from, right? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Love you. Thanks for playing.
3: We are talking wrestling match.
1: Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
7: Lawrenson's in good position here, but Alden postures up. is doing a great job there. He's going to secure the title. It. He got it. got it! What and a it finish! Wow! Cale Lawrence, a
1: four-time state champion!
4: Yeah, that is Larry Putney blown away by what was going on. The wow uh, and a great finish. You're looking for a great finish on a vehicle. Uh, How about Dingman's? Really good at what they do. The customer service is the thing that I'm most impressed with. Busy time going out there with people in the service industry. You're looking for a peace of mind. and know that people have your best interests at heart. Make sure you go to Dingman's. 25 years locally owned and operated. You don't do something as long as they have in the community without being pretty good at what they do. That is Dingman's. Four great locations. Uh, The Collision Center, they can work on just about anything. I saw walk-ins for a car that was overheating, and I saw somebody that actually needed a fender bender. So their versatility, much like Lordson's wrestling game. Has got a ton of options.
3: How unbelievable. Um, for on both fronts, car front and at, over at the CHI over the weekend, which is funny because um, when I made my little tripping hazard video that I sent to you, I was at CHI. Yeah, what was
4: like? What was, was going on you know, with doing, you like, that jumping over? Magic
3: trick, like hiding from Molly. What run, was run, the, run the
4: dog car? doing? Were you playing tag? Because no, when no, no, you no. just so they, jumped over the couch, do, like, I was
3: those magic tricks where you like really? throw the blanket in the air yeah. and then you disappear, and the dog's like, "Where did you go?" So <laughs> I ran around and then I tried to hide on the couch because she hardly. Ever you just
5: went airborne.
3: Well, and then I tripped over somebody's slipper that's sitting in front of me, and then my my caring and observant father goes and checks my location when my brother's coming into town and goes, did he, Is he at the hospital? Because yeah. I'm at CHI. I was like... And he thought I was at the hospital from, uh, from my little accident. You
4: flew over the couch, I did. Though.
3: I did. Yeah, it did not look graceful either.
4: That's all right. I just like the fact the dog was <laughs> losing her mind.
3: <laughs> she loves it. She loves playing tag.
4: Losing her mind. Shane, we, is Nick coming in on he, the stream? He's or right the, here. We oh, got, we got him, him right
3: now. Nick Rubek, wrestling writer for the Omaha World Herald. Nick, good morning, man. Morning, fellas. How are you?
4: Good, man. It, few, few people do this as well as, as, as you do. It's, is this like your Super Bowl?
3: <laughs> it's like...
5: <laughs> I,
0: I, I, no, I, man. It's become a
5: spectacle, hasn't it? It really has. Um, in, in a good way.
3: A four-day Super Bowl. So,
4: so, Nick, let me ask you something right out of the gates because I'm I'm kind of yeah. blown away by this, and and I know we were just joking with the WWBD with with uh, Andrew's dad. What would Barry do? But I'm always I always think about my dad during this time, like especially as I'm watching the evolution of wrestling, and you've covered this deal. And you get the long, lanky, explosive guys like Ziola. You get the compact guys. Uh, You get the guys with, like, no bones. You're getting the the great advancement in the women's game. What's your level of surprise that the athleticism and explosiveness is what it is in 2023 compared to when we first started covering the sport?
0: Yeah,
5: it's a great point. And and one, I actually hadn't taken a ton of time this weekend to think about but i i think now that you say it i i think like a lot of things that's kind of a trickle down from the college game um you know you get those guys that that flexibility is it's uh-huh. almost as important as their strength you know at the college game and and when that starts trickling down and that's one of the one of the awesome things about wrestling is that you can do it any any different way i mean one of the one of the things I point to is that, that, that girl's 200, um, bracket where, uh, McKenna Shram is probably a, no joke, a foot shorter than Claire Pasch. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, uses her leverage. And, um, if you just looked at those two side by side, you might be like, oh yeah, the, the, the girl with the, the foot height advantage is probably the one that's, uh, that's won all these matches and she actually hasn't. So, um it, i i think that's a really great point though damon that that the athleticism is becoming more important than just brute force i think it, it
4: i think it was the quarters i'll go back to using Ziola again because he's long and he's lean and and I, I think he ended up winning his double digits i think it's 14 15 5, something fourteen five something yep. like that and, yep. yeah and so he, you know, you got that long. He gives up his leg. it was he tried to get a single. And I'm watching it in consecutive moves. It was He went from the splits where he had kind of his shoelace in front of his face, avoiding the, the, the potential for the double. Then it goes to the mat, and he's like, it looked like a chicken wing, how you would fold a wing. And I'm just thinking to myself, the body and that kind of frame it historically would be in trouble. He fought yeah. it off no problem with his yeah. balance and and flexibility. I'm like that's it's like contortion. It it it's just so strange to see people so explosive from awkward awkward body positions.
5: And and that's one of the things that, you know, when I talk to the the coaches of these high-end guys, the Joel Adams, the Kellerits and you know that kind of stuff all just comes with Matt Miles. I mean, that is – I've been in this position 400 times before, mm. and I know what to do. I, I don't panic when I, I'm at a disadvantage. I know what I can do to put this back in, in my side. So, um, and, and Ziola is 100% in that category. I mean, to be truthful, there might not be a guy – at the state tournament, that had more off-season matches than he. I mean, that guy. He, he's, yeah, he's travel Yeah, um, he's stuck. getting all those. So yeah. So yeah. That it. sounds simple to call it experience, but but in reality, a lot of that is experience. Just putting themselves in those positions so many times and really knowing how to get out of them.
3: You know, Nick, the the growth of wrestling across the state is amazing. Not just with athletes, yeah. but fans. I mean, wrestling yeah. fans brought the. Energy oh, at man. CHI yep. over the weekend. What do you make of the sellout crowds on, on Friday and Saturday? Do you give it a bow or a backflip? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I
5: yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bow. I'm gonna give a bow on that one. Uh, no, I think wrestling fans d- definitely deserve um, credit. They um, they show up and they they root man. They it, it, Friday night is for my money the the best night on the high school calendar um i mean there's just so much juice and and so much emotion you know there's a reason they call that the heartbreak round Mm -hmm. But you got guys in the middle that are either realizing a dream to wrestle in the finals or they're disappointed that they're not and then you got guys on the outside that are either getting a medal or they're not getting a medal and you know, you put all that emotion with five different classes from every corner of this state and, and it it's palpable, man. You can feel that in there.
4: So a lot of a lot of positives I think for businesses pre pand or post pandemic, you know, whether it's office space or how to work from home efficiency. Mm-hmm. Apparently for NSA and wrestling it was how to schedule classes. Are you one of those, are you kind of old school in terms of everybody in the same building? Do you, on the same days, same times, do you want girls to have separate times from the guy, the the boys? Like, how are you kind of looking at the format if you're going to tweak something that's already really good?
5: Sure. Um, To be quite honest, and, and, you know, Nebraska's lucky, Nebraska might have the best, guy uh, in charge of wrestling in the entire country and ron higdon um so i i certainly won't speak for what he would is going to do i for my money i would give girls i would do this exact same thing for one more year and i would evaluate where we're at in in november see where our numbers go um the the problem is is i i I don't i don't foresee it becoming a four-day tournament at chi um Mm. For, for a number of reasons, but – and then – so then it becomes a matter of, you know, where do you put the girls' tournament? Well, you're not going to put it at Baxter when men's basketball, women's basketball, and hockey all have days on the calendar. Um, do you put it at Rawlson? Probably not. And then do you put it at Grand Island? And in, in my question keeps – the thing I keep bringing up is, at that point, are you kind of making that a second-rate tournament, you know? Um and, and the proponents for another class of girls wrestling, I understand every everything they're saying and wanting to do with it, but but if that's the answer, are they still as excited for a second class if they're wrestling in Grand Island or in Kearney instead of at CHI?
3: You know, quickly here, I want to just mention the Cale-Lordson battle, um, you know, as he gets the four-beat oh, at the expense of a John Alden quick start, followed by a takeaway two, a scramble between the two, and then uh, Lordson gets the two points without taking anything away from Kale in this moment. Yeah. Um, how do you make sense of officiating oh. in a moment it's, like it's that and, and the professionalism oh. by O'Neill to handle the frustration afterward?
5: Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um
3: i came home Saturday night,
5: so I didn't get a chance to i I was not writing the kale story um Saturday, so I was kind of off doing my own thing but i I stood in the tunnel with a uh with a number of coaches and actually kale's younger brother Kyler watching the whole thing um oh my i, mean, I was my I told a couple of coaches my mouth is dry, and I am not going to win or lose anything today mm-hmm. um that i mean just unbelievable, unbelievable match. And then I came home and I, I mean, I probably am going to out myself as a nerd here, but I probably watched that sequence. Oh, you're not alone.
4: Uh, yeah.
3: not. Hey, too. I'm, <laughs> listen, I talked about it in the first
4: period. It's in my library. It's not going anywhere.
5: No. And I, I bet I watched it 75 times and I watched, I watched every piece of it. I watched the officials in the background mm-hmm. to see if they made movement, if they thought something was up, you know, um, tough situation, really, really tough situation. Um, if you watch it in real time, it looks like, yeah, kid moved early. If you watch it in the slow-mo, they look like they moved together. Um, you know, that it, it's such a tough call yeah. and it's, it's a judgment call. The, the, I, I think the one piece of criticism I have for it is, that somebody watching it straight on deferred to somebody that was watching it from behind, yep. um, hey. and, and, and that would be the only piece of Spot criticism on. I would yep. have for it. Spot on. Um, but those, but those, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head, Andrew. The, those O'Neill coaches are were absolutely incredible. Uh, Brian Corkle, I talked to him for probably thirty minutes yesterday, and just a great dude. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I, the thing that stuck out to me is hes he said, you know, I'm not trying to – I don't want to stir any pots. I'm not trying to muddy waters. I love wrestling. Kale deserves everything that he's gotten. Um, his overwhelming takeaway was just how proud he was of his kid, which is absolutely the truth. Yeah. So, but I'm not going to let you guys get off the hook. What did you think
0: about it? <laughs> I, I'm with you. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with
4: – I I think you're spot on. The the vantage point vantage mattered. vantage point for me. And – you know I watched it last night again uh, real time yeah. it it looked a little more bang bang right. than than so i I get yeah. it,
3: yeah, and I also know officiating's yeah. hard, and you know in oh. this moment <laughs> you you try not especially to let, now try not Nick. to let that moment to yeah. supersede anything else, and it's sure. difficult to try to get things right, but also keep things fair and also keep things magical and you know it's just it's a hard task.
4: I watched a two hundred and eighty pounder <laughs> knee drag for a scoop takedown in about the blink of an <laughs> eye like. I'd never. You just don't see guys like Tyson Terry do that at this age, at that size. Like it's changed dramatically.
5: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. And I asked uh, um, Chuck Mulligan, who who does the the awesome podcast with uh, with Mike. I asked him Friday night. I said, I said, Chuck, what are the what are the two things that make Tyson Terry better than everybody? Because Tyson Terry doesn't go onto the mat and physically. Scare anyone? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the kids You'd from the are bigger than him. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you get on the mat with him, let me know because I'm there. Um, but he, uh, you know, he, he does. And, and and Chuck, Chuck had a great answer. He said, you know, it's number one, confidence. He's done it a million times. Um, he has the, he's got those tools in the toolkit. Um, and and then number two is it, it's mental. You know, he, he's, he's got everything that you need mentally. To, to do those kind of things, and he's going to go for it. And, yeah, it's a, he, he's, a, he's a different animal. Oh. Um, and, and he probably didn't get enough pub this weekend just because of everything else that was going
4: on. 100% agree, um, again.
5: But, but it's, uh, I mean, he'll get his due. And, I mean, it, it's awesome. I, selfishly, I wish the dude c- would, could wrestle in college. You know, I would love to see him against some of the best out there. Um, but uh, you know, I, 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 get football is, is where he's, uh, where he's leaning. So, um, but yeah, uh, just so much talent there. There was just so much
3: dang talent yeah, everywhere. Right. Completely agree. Nick, I, I, we could talk all day about this, but unfortunately we have to close up shop. Thanks for joining us. We'll uh, hopefully talk again soon.
4: Nobody does it better. Absolutely. Nick. I tell you that every year you're the man.
3: i I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Thank hey, you, nice. too, Nick. That's Nick Rubeck, wrestling writer for the Omaha World Herald. Uh, that's all for the show today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal coming your way this afternoon on Hale Varsity Radio. We will see you tomorrow on Coffee and Cream.